Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You're rocking with the most awesome The Carl Nelson Show. Rising Wake Up Squad, thanks for checking in with us this morning. Later, the President General of the Universal African People's Organization will take over our classroom. Zaki Broody will discuss the, the fight to oust St. Louis Congresswoman Cori Bush by right-wing activists. Brother Zaki will also explain the, the plight of a group of elderly residents, also the Save the Children movement, and more. But before Brother Zaki, Dr. A will join us to discuss why cardiac issues are more prevalent in black women. But to get us started, DC activist Ayo Handy Kendi is here. Good morning, Sister Ayo. In your coma, Brother Carl, how you doing? Happy Black Love Day. Excellent. And thank you for returning. And thank you for this Black Love Day, because this is something that you created. How many years ago was this? Uh, uh, this has been 31 years wow. this year. Mm. 31 years. Well, for, well, for the audience who haven't been with us uh, 31 years, why and how did you create it? Um, I did not think this up as an intellectual thought process. I was given a uh, spiritual message call. Uh, I went to see uh, the movie uh, Malcolm X. And uh, this is January 1993, and it was this warm day in Washington, D.C., and uh, I decided that I'd go alone by myself. I, I was in between relationships. I was kind of low and depressed, and I went to see this movie, and the Spike Lee version of the Malcolm X movie has a very um, compelling scene in it where black men kill Brother Malcolm. And when I left the theater, I decided to take the bus home instead of going, you know, the traditional subway route. And I sat in the sunlight of the bus, and that scene just kept coming back to me and coming back to me. And I love Malcolm. That was my hero. And I'd also just had had other violence in my family. And I just kept thinking, God, what can I do to stop violence and increase peace? What can I do to stop violence and increase peace? And I heard in the sunlight that was filtering through the window of this bus, I heard the message, I believe, from the creator that said, we need more black love. We need more black love. And the voice just coming to me for days afterwards and days afterwards. And after about maybe three, four, five days of hearing God speaking to me, we need more black love, I asked, what do you want me to do with this message? And I heard the message, maybe we need a holiday. Maybe we need a day to celebrate our black love. And that started 40 days later with an event at the uh, mayor's office. And it was the first black love day. And on and on and on, it has gone for the last 31 years. 
And, and well, you know, first let's look at the opposite then. That self-hate. Because I'm sure you researched this. Where is this coming from? Um, That was one of the things Malcolm used to say all the time. Who taught us how to hate ourselves? And and, But who can teach us how to love ourselves? And the self-hate in black people where we kill each other, call each other the very name that the oppressor calls us. Uh, We fuss and fight amongst ourselves instead of, you know, taking the energy to fight others that really continue to oppress us. Uh, It comes from that pain. It comes from that trauma. It comes from not having really been able to release that. We have intergenerational pain from that which uh, happened during our oppression. And what we still see today, the racism, the oppression, uh, the pain, the poverty, on and on and on. And so we internalize it and we begin to then turn inward a lot of the depression that we see, a lot of the drinking, the drugging, all have to do with internalizing that pain, that fear. And we then it begins to morph into a sense of self-hate. We were taught not to love our nose, our skin, our hair texture. We were taught not even how to take care of ourselves. We were taught to just uh, accept the abuse. And we have internalized that for over over 400 years and to be to have the process of a day of instead turning that pain turning that hate turning that fear into a day of self-love is why we have black love we say to increase peace to stop violence to return to love to heal all of the relationships and particularly to heal the relationship with ourselves. We suggest that on this day, February the 13th, the fourth oldest uh, holiday or holy day uh, in our African-American community, that we use four very uh, loving acts. We call them the five I'm sorry, I said five, four, the five loving acts, which are the tenets of Black Love Day. And these tenets give us a returning value system that returns us back to love. And those tenets are showing love for the creator. Right. Before, before you break it down, though, I, I want to I want to close out on the, on the self-hate, though, before you break, start breaking down those ten tenets. Yes. Do you think the people who are in, in, indulging in self-hate, do they know that they they hate, you know, they, they obviously they know they're hating on other black folks, but do they do they understand where it comes from? Do they internalize it? Because, you know, some people say things and they don't understand that they're saying it's, it, they're so mm-hmm. negative because they're, they're so far deep in that sunken place. But if they would isolate their thoughts and their words, they could see everything coming out of their mouth is negative, 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 negative. But mm-hmm. they don't do that. Because, you know, that, that requires a lot some, for some folks to sit on somebody's couch. So mm-hmm. how do you help those folks who, who are in this, this sunken place? How do we get them out of there, Sister I, how, before we can break down the self-love? Yes, it's an important uh, question that you ask. I'm also the founder of the African American Holiday Association, and I'm a breathologist. And I found in my own experience the self-hatred that I was showing of myself. Um, I had to 
deal with my subconscious mind. And we all on that level below the surface, the subconscious is the programming that happened when we were really young. And we actually internalize a lot of these concepts, oftentimes from our parents, and they got them from their parents, and we get them from the society. And they have been passed down intergenerationally. Working with techniques like breath work, uh, breathology, other types of transformative processes actually begins to shift the unconscious way in which we continue to show the behavior of those who programmed us. And so this year for Black Love Day, the 31st year, our theme is actually breathing solutions to increase love in black families. And that theme came from me watching some of my conscious family members fighting with each other. I mean, physically fighting this year, you know, frustrated, arguing that turned into actual physical fights. And these are people in my family that were raised in a fairly conscious way. Yet, the unconscious behavior is part of what we see, and we have to use tools to help people to rise above that which they have been programmed, that which they see around us, and encourage them to change their behavior. Um, there's a statement that if you watch your words, watch your thoughts, then you'll also watch your actions because your thoughts thoughts and your words become your actions, and those actions become your values. And we have to really challenge people to use the tools that we're going to be showing, not only on this day, Black Love Day, but for all the rest of the month, we have extended Black Love Day to the Black Love Movement Month, the BLMM, which gives us a chance to do this work, what we call putting love in action. All right, 10 minutes after the top there, I just joined her sister, Hayo, she's an actress in D.C., and she started Black Love Day, family, and this is what it's all about, Black Love Day. I know people think it was, it was probably about a romance because we're close to uh, Valentine's Day, but this is a lot, a lot deeper than that. It, it talks mm -hmm. about the self-hate. It's the opposite of self-hate. All right, so you were about to tell us the, the 10 tenets, so can you do that for us? Yes, I have there actually five tenets of Top five tenets of black love are a value system that we can begin to re-embrace. And they are showing love for the creator, the, however you call the name of that which is higher than yourself, love for the creator, love for ourselves, love for the black family, love for the black community, and love for the entire black race. And we even suggest that whites, we say so-called whites, show love and action, return back to dealing with atonement and their own self-hate and their own sense of white supremacy and put that thought for the next 24 hours into practice and going into themselves and dealing with their own issues. So we got something for our people who are look like me and you, and we have something for others to do to return us all back to love. This is a day of peace. It is a day that is a spiritual alternative to Valentine's Day, which is normally just about couple love, but this day is about unconditional love. This day is about agape love. This day is about how we holistically love, and it starts from those five tenets, and we encourage people, they'll feel so good as they transform through love this day, this 24-hour period, that they'll want to continue 
this value system from here on in. All right. You know, let me ask you this. Because we come up on a break. Uh, uh, Shannon Shaw, I don't know if you're following what's going on on the Internet with Shannon Sharp and his uh, his podcast. Uh, so he calls it Shay Shay or whatever. But it, it, the following, you know, the the, the people that are involved in uh, 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 mostly our people, this this bit of fighting back and forth with with entertainers seems like it, it it's a sport and they're doing exactly what the oppressor yeah. wants them to do. In fact, it's gotten to the point now that I think Shannon Sharp has figured out that this is not working. So what he's decided mm-hmm. uh, during All-Star Week, he and Mike Epps are going to have a man-to-man conversation because they figure this is detrimental to the black community. Mm. And he, he announced that. And all of a sudden, you, it, you know, he's got support from more than 6,000 people. He just announced a few hours ago. But my question is not, not that. My question is, why do we indulge in this? Why do we want to see mm-hmm. black people mm-hmm. attacking each other like this in public? What, what mm-hmm. is there something in us that that craves for for this kind of uh, entertainment? Yeah. This is what the oppressor loves. What is it in yeah. us that we keep following this stuff, though? Yeah, we tear each other down, and um, we were. Uh, if you think of the days of the transatlantic slave trade, and think of the years that we were enslaved in this so-called United States of America, right? And you see that all over the world, the way in which the oppressor pitted us against each other for the crumbs, who who actually rewarded folks who would tell on each other, who pitted us and divided us from our languages, our culture, our heritage, and so we felt we weren't anything, who made us look at each other's skin color as, of course, you know, we began to be taken and raped and and abused by those who were supposed to be our so-called masters. And then eventually, as time went on, you know, we were pitted about our hair texture, our color of our skin, you know, which, you know, each generation, we began to see more people who look uh, like the blend of the masters and our African skin. All of these divisive uh, efforts to keep us divided kept us from unifying. They kept us in the sense of that you aren't worth anything, and so therefore I have the right to abuse you. It was a justification uh, that if you're not worth anything, therefore, you know, you right, should. I'll tell you what, Sister Hale, hold that thought right there. I'll let you, I'll let you expound on that when we get back. We've got yeah. to take a quick break uh-huh. here, 14 after the top there. Family, you want to join this conversation, reach out to us at 800-450-7876. Your call's in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WLB. I'm also in the DMV or on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. And good morning, family. Thanks for waking up with us this morning, 21 minutes after the top there. It is Black Love Day. This is the 31st edition of Black Love Day, and the creator's with us this morning. That's why we started off with her, Sister Io Handy Kendi out of Washington, D.C. So, Sister Io, I'm going to let you finish your thought. We sort of interrupted you to go to the last break. It's okay, because, you know, this is a very serious issue in our community, and it's really important that we deal with it 
and particularly Black Love Day gives us a chance to really deal and demonstrate a different type of behavior, a different type of what we say reframing that which we have been programmed to react to and respond to. So I'm glad those brothers saw in their self <clears throat> that they were only behaving the way they have been programmed. The programming is that, you know, you fight, you fuss, you argue, you 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 you, you re- overreact. We see it on the TVs, we hear it in the videos, we hear it in a lot of the other music. Um it's a challenge that our community has to face. And when Malcolm would say over and over again, who taught you how to hate yourself? And how do you begin, how, who taught you not to love yourself? Because love is a stronger value than hate. And so the self-hate that continues to be passed down generationally can be shifted and changed by passing down the behavior of love. And Black Love Day starts that process. We have a relationship ceremony every year. This year, it will be broadcast uh, from the Harlem Theater in Baltimore, and it will be a worldwide broadcast. So we want people to go to YouTube. We want people to go to Facebook. We want people to go to our website so they can learn all about all the different things that one can do on this day, February the 13th, to begin the process of changing the narrative, changing the behavior. Uh, Kathy Hughes just said a beautiful testimony at the beginning, just before this broadcast started, that this opportunity to take care of ourselves is way more important than trying to give someone a trinket on a Valentine's Day and say, I love you. And the challenge with Valentine's Day for our people is that there's a spike in violence on Valentine's Day. People get mad and upset if they've not. I'm a little hoarse. People get mad and upset if they don't get a a so-called gift. But we encourage people instead of the gift, the trinket, it's not just the present. It's our presence and our presence of love, quality, sharing, caring, simply saying, I love you all day long, you know, hugging people. Uh, Our greeting is in your coma, be patient, get a heart, return to love, saying that to people. You know, there's a celebration in Black Love Day. There's an observation of the five tenets. There is the uh, coming to relationship ceremonies. It's the coming together These are very important concepts to do. If we can do it for one day, we can do it for 365 days of the year. So we say we uh, celebrate Black Love Day, our holiday, our holiday, February the 13th, for now for 31 years. But we practice the values, the behavior, the affirmations of black love every single day, 365 days of the year. And that's our goal, to increase peace, stop violence, and return us back to love. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. 
Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. 25 at the top, they always say the I.O. handy candy. How do we reach our young people, though? It seems, you know, for some mm-hmm. of them, they don't see that it's hate. Uh, yeah. You know, they just randomly just attack each other, whether it be verbally or physically. Mm-hmm. But they don't see that. If you tell them that's that's black hate, they'll say, oh, no, that's not that. You know, they'll, mm-hmm. t- you know, they'll tell them it's ridiculous. You know, and it's not jealousy. So why are you doing it? You know, yeah. why are you saying these things? Why are you calling women out of their names? Why, why are you dissing your mom? Yeah. How do we reach that, that group of people? Yeah, well, we are affirming that our theme this year is going to um, focus on the third tenet of Black Love Day, which is love for the families. And um, we researched that there's a, a crisis of depression in our Black youth. There's a crisis of suicide in our Black youth. So our um, theme is going to be demonstrated throughout the rest of this month. Tonight at our relationship ceremony, we start. Uh, and our theme, again, the breathing solutions to increase love in black families. It's totally aimed at what you just asked. How do we reprogram our young people? So, of course, if our young people see adults cursing each other out, <laughs> okay, they see their celebrities, you know, fighting and arguing amongst themselves, they think that that's what we're supposed to do. And if they don't have other models, other role models that say that, no, there's different ways of handling our conflicts. There are different ways of when we're angry and mad and we feel like we've been hurt, that we don't have to go back and retaliate, okay? That when we call each other out our names, that this is a very negative way of referring to someone. And you can't just say, you know, uh, years ago we used to say, oh, I call people the N-word out of affection. No, it's nothing affectionate about calling people the very word that people in our history fought and died for when they were called that name, you know? So our message this year is to young people. But it's also to the adults, their family members, to tell them that our young people are watching you. And they are watching the messages, the behavior, the reactiveness. And so our affirmation is to encourage people to breathe through it. Breathe and release and shift the conscious thinking that is unconscious. We call it um the unconscious behavior that will have us say a word, say a thought, say an action. And we oftentimes do ask, well, where did that come from? And that comes from an earlier beginning that starts from in before in the womb, okay, <laughs> the behavior that's in our, our very environment that we actually see the energy 
Hopefully I lost this thing. Hey, handy candy. Seems like it just dropped right there. We're discussing Black Love Day. Uh, Kevin, can you see if you can get her back for us? Because today is uh, Black Love Day. She's been doing this for 31 years now. This is the 31st edition of Black Love Day. And it's not just because tomorrow's going to be... There, there's the phone line to drop. It's not because that tomorrow is going to be a Valentine's Day, but because it encompasses more than just romantic love. She's talking about love for brothers and sisters, and she uh, frequently mentions Malcolm's. Malcolm's question: Who taught you to hate your brother? You know, and the Impressions put that in there in one of their songs. Who, 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 who taught you to hate the black preacher? You know, who taught you to hate anybody black? You know, we, we saw, you know, some in Baltimore, they're going through that with Marilyn Mosby and people are jumping on her and, and hating her, you know, but who taught you to hate her? You know, would you do it for somebody else? These are some of the structures that uh, Sister Io has been teaching us this morning and she's back. So, so Sister okay. Io, I'm going to let you finish telling us what you, before we, I think with a call drop, because some people <laughs> just straight out just uh, align themselves with the oppressor. Regardless of what happens, you know, yeah. Dr. Fox will say they're addicted to white, but they, they yeah. don't know they're addicted to white. So help those people out for us this morning. Yes. So I was thankful we got cut off that there's been an actual study that demonstrated that people who have lived around violence uh, prior to their even being born, that the children's um, brain was underdeveloped that they had uh, received those messages in the womb. And when they came out into the world, they already started this process of not having the challenge, of not having the, um, the, the self-love, the self-care, the sense that I can do it, the sense of hope, because the messages have already started this programming process. So this unconscious behavior starts very early. That's why it's very important that we work with children from ages uh, pre-birth to seven years old because the behavior that they uh, start off with is the behavior that they'll continue to show as they grow up into adulthood. Very important formative years of the behavior being institutionalized from all that we see in our systems as well as what is happening within the actual family unit. We have to be careful. We have to be diligent. We have to change the process, the narrative, so that we have greater possibilities for our young people. Plus, with reprogramming our young people with love, we suggest that we hug our children every day. Up to 12 hugs a day actually begin to change the brain wave pattern. And if we don't give our children at least 12 hugs a day, at least give them one. Be careful what we say around our children. Don't curse at our children, okay? Don't, uh, when they're crying and wanting to express their pain, allow them. Don't stop them because then they stuff it in, and that stuffing in stays as an energy that will stay there until they begin to release it. And teach children how to breathe. Teach children how to release through the breath. Teach children concepts like breathology and meditation and using sounding 
as ways of helping them calm that nervous system down than for some of the young people as they are born into the world. Their nervous system is already out of balance. Be careful about all this hyperactive food that we give our children, all the sugar, and all of the thoughts that make them not feel loving. Don't tell their children they're not nothing. Don't tell our children that they can't get nowhere. Don't yank and pull at our children and have them dragged along, which I see some of our young Now, hold that thought right there, Sister Hill. We've got to take another quick break here. We've got to take our last break for this hour. But when we come back, though, I want you to really delve into what's going to take place today. How, what, 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 what are the functions that are taking place? How people can get involved as well. Family, just joining us. Our guest is Sister A.O. Handy Candy. She's, a, she's an activist in Washington, D.C. She's been doing this now for 30, 31 years. Black love, Dan. It's not just about romantic love. She's talking about black for each other. What are your thoughts? 800-450-7876. Number to call to get in. We'll take your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 at AM 1450. W-O-L, where information is power. And good morning again, family. 21 minutes away from the top of the hour. Sister Aya Handy Kendi, she's the founder of Black Love Day. Today is Black Love Day. She's been doing this for 31 years. Before we go back to her, let me just remind you, coming up later this morning, we're going to speak to the President General of the Universal African People's Organization, Zaki Baruti. Also, Dr. A is going to join us uh, momentarily. And, uh, and later this week, you're going to hear from metaphysician and master herbalist, Dr. B., also, the founder of the Pan-African Heritage Museum in Ghana, Kojo Yanka, will join us from Accra. And chemitologist Tony Brad will also be in attendance. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure your radio's locked in tight on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Uh, Sister Ayo, we've got some folks who want to talk to you, so let's take some phone calls. Let's, let's start first with line two. Brother Uhuru's calling from the district. Brother Uhuru, good morning. Line two, Kevin. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Sister Ayo, Handy, Kendi. Uh, I know that voice. <laughs> yes, my comrade in the struggle. We've yes. done so much great work together, and I salute you, Sister Queen. Keep doing the work. I'm just so happy to talk to you on the airlines. But more importantly, I just wanted to build up some more structure because this ain't no lightweight sister brother called me. She did everything all the way down with the Million Woman March, the uh, Operation Know Thyself, Respect for Life Lecture Series, all of that, Emancipation Day. My question, Sister Ayo, is like, you know, you and me know I'm an educator, right? And I got a lot of these young kids coming in, and they have love in their hearts, but because of their family structure, is complete opposite when they get in the classroom. So I'm thinking in my mind, can we at least structure some of this Black Love Day into the curriculum? Because that is definitely what they need. I mean, we have our safe spaces, and there's so many regulations in the school system, but you're absolutely right. I mean, if we don't have love as a premise, how can we educate? I mean, it's really sad. It's sickening, to be honest with you when you have teachers that want to teach to the test, but yet there's no sensitivity in the middle. And I'm thinking in my mind that we have to make this a requirement in the curriculum. So what do you think about that, beloved? I love you, uh, Brother Harold. And you're a comb. I give you the greeting. Uh, Yeah, I feel 
very concerned about the conscious teachers in our communities who do want to bring in um, very value-centered curriculum that is based on African-centered concepts who oftentimes have to struggle with the very people in in their their environments trying to teach our children, you know, alternative concepts, and they get a curriculum, and they say, the curriculum says you got to teach this, you got to teach that. So my my suggestion, honestly, is that um, I like to see people have Saturday schools and after-school programs that take us out of the uh, what we call the institutionalized types of environments of madness and confusion, but bring okay. our children into environments where there's consciousness, love, and care. And it's up to us to do that type of shifts and change. But little simple things, though, Harold, I think our teachers can do. Um, we can really incorporate what's in the Black Love book Uh, the uh, teacher's concept that was submitted to me that talked about the 12 hugs a day. And she, that's what she started institutionalizing in her classroom. She would actually touch her children. She would hold them. She would touch them and, and say, your hair is beautiful. She would have them stand in front of mirrors and say, I'm beautiful. I, I love myself. I take care of myself. And we have encouraged people to use those five tenets. I love the creator. I love myself. I love the family. I love my community. You know, we ask our young people and the adults to begin to shift the messages, and you have to do it maybe kind of subtly, but I think that that's the way that we can develop or redevelop our own personal curriculums, do it so that these administrators don't really know what we're doing. Okay. Okay, so that, that that's a good point. But, again, mm-hmm. I like the way you said so they don't know what we're doing, but you got a lot of haters in the camp. I hate to say this. Yeah, you I do. About Harriet Tubman, and she would say, like, if I would have known, if they would have known that they were free or they were slaves, you know, I could have freed so many more. But mm-hmm. I don't know if the administrators have that mindset. And mm-hmm. I know some of the teachers, I don't want to say that they're afraid of getting fired, but it's so much hate, hatred in the camp. And mm-hmm. I'm just thinking in terms of checks and balances and as educators, there has to be more than a union or a teacher union. I love those Saturday day concepts. I never will forget when Bob Azulo took us all up to New York to see Dr. Ben when he was in the hospital. And mm-hmm. he was just saying, like, we have to make sure that we can pass this along. So in retrospect, what can we do Like, if we were to get reprimanded? Then what happens? Right, and I want to broaden this conversation. And thank you, brother, you for for that comment about the haters. Because, uh, sister, hi, what do we do about the haters? Because you know, not everybody wants like like uh, brother Huru mentioned. Not everybody wants us to get along. That's the greatest threat to the oppressor. If we're if, they, if we're on one page, if we're singing it from the same book. It's a problem for them. That's you, black unity. That's what they're scared about. But mm-hmm. so they have they have their their minions working amongst us to, to, to you know to divide us. So how do we deal with those haters? Mm-hmm. I, I I've worked with a lot of community based organizations, and and truly yes, it's always those haters, right, who've been totally programmed towards their own self hatred and therefore their own demise, and they are amongst us. 
And I learned this concept a long time ago. I, I learned this concept. It's called shoot them in the back with love. <laughs> you could, yeah, shoot them in the back with love. As people would walk away and they made their negative concepts. Uh, it was one woman in a community organization I worked in that her whole little corner where her desk was was just vibrating with hate and, and bitterness, right? And every time I would go by that woman's desk, I would just send love to her. I'd shoot her in the back with love. I'd send love to her. I'd say, you know, it's all right. You're going to be okay. I love you. I don't know what you've been through, but I love you. And because I continue to, instead of pushing back with my uh, feelings of reactiveness, well, you all acting like that, so I'm going to act like this. Instead, I've changed the paradigm. I instead extended love. And when you extend love in situations where there's a lot of hate, We've seen all these examples of Dr. Martin Luther King and uh, Brother Malcolm in his later years and, you know, people like uh, 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 Mother Teresa and, and Gandhi. They were able to fight against huge ingrained oppressors with these movements of love. And I believe the Black Love Day it's part of institutionalizing a different type of movement. Nothing's going to change overnight, but I dare say that within about a month of shooting that lady in her back with love, sending love to her when she would come out with all this negativity in our meetings, I would sit there and I would just <laughs> zone her back with love, and she changed. And she actually told me later, she said, you know, you really, really helped me. The challenge with all that hate is that it begins to become a physical manifestation that really hurts us. So you got a lot of people with high blood pressure and diabetes and strokes and heart attacks and cancer. These are negative, this is our negativity emotionally that begins to be physical manifestations of a lot of pain and trauma. And so when we begin to instead send love as that higher vibration, love is a much higher vibration than hate. And that's right. what we have. And I'm glad you did that because you answered a question. A tweeter uh, tweeted a question, and you just answered it. You must have been reading her mind. She said she has an, uh, one of her workers has uh, co-workers has an issue with them. I'm trying to give you the abridged version, and the person just and she don't even know what the problem is. And she tried to be friendly with this person. She just tried to you know figure out. Let's mm -hmm. hey, let's talk. You got an issue with me? And this person refuses, and, and it's just you know giving her the side eye and all of that, and then passing around, talking behind the back and other kind of ruins. So she, she, she wanted to know how to deal with it. But I think you just answered that question because that was a tweet that came in. So I'm going to thank you for that. So I just want to acknowledge the tweeter that, that you did handle that question. We've got some more folks who want to talk to you, though. It's uh, 12 minutes away from the top here. Sandra's joining us. Sandra Robinson out of Washington, D.C. on Line 3. Good morning, Miss Sandra. Good morning, Cole, and good morning, Sister Ayo. This is the sister. <laughs> the the show the show that you're on WOL it means we offer love we need to keep love alive 365 god is love love comes from god above and love makes you feel so good mm -hmm. we have to spread love 
more and more and more in 2024 because love is missing in the world and in our community. And if people, if the children would get the hugs and the love, they would act better because love makes you feel better. It makes you act better. And uh, I'm going to say this. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day, so a lot of people are going to get candy and roses or flowers. But you know what? I won't be getting any of that from my husband of 55 years. He shows me love every day, and he doesn't celebrate uh, the holidays. But I just want to say good morning to you and keep spreading the love because it's so important. Thank you for saying it. Give him a hug for me and give him the greeting in your acoma, which means return to love, be patient, get a heart, and just love each other. I'm sending you my hug through the airways. Thank you for saying that. All right. Turn away from the top there. Sister Ayo, tell us what's going to happen on on Wednesday. What's going to happen tomorrow? Okay, well, um, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, but today, Black Love Day, February the 13th, is a 24-hour demonstration of showing love. Showing love, demonstrating love, practicing love, saying love messages. Spend your money where it counts. If you're going to give a love gift, find somebody that looks like you in your community and buy the love gift from them. Like Sister Sandra said, be mindful that if you just give a little gift or a trinket and say, I love you, that can be nice. Not saying we don't do anything in Black Love Day in that respect, but be aware that it's more of our being together, like she said. And showing the quality love, being present with each other. Take your child and read a book to your child. We have a black love list on our website from Sister Freedom L., who said one of the most loving things we can do is to put a baby or a young child on our lap and just spend that quality time and read something about love to that child. Find every way to just Say, I love you in every way that you can think of. The Black Love Book gives a hundred or more concepts on how to show love using those five tenets. Let's return to love. Let's bring love back in our community. Let's create a culture of love where instead when we see this negativity, when we see the haters, that instead we don't snap back, we don't clap back, we don't even react. We turn around and we send them the love because that love is transformative and it is so much more powerful than all this crazy hate and bitterness. Start with Black Love Day today. Make this day the most powerful day of love that you could ever imagine. And if you can transform yourself this one day, that you are going to feel so good, as my sister said. Love makes you feel so good. (laughs) And when you transform in love this one day, you're going to try to repeat it tomorrow and tomorrow. Well, well, let me jump in here and ask you this question. Can we come up on a break? And I'll let you respond on the other side. You know, for for some people, especially uh, brothers, it's hard to say, I love you. Uh, Mm. Those are really the hardest words to, because they feel, some brothers feel, 
and I was talking to the brothers now, fellas, back me up on this one. They, they feel that you, you kind of, you, you, you're kind of not a strong man. You find, you know what I'm saying? That, that you, that you, if you commit to somebody or make that commitment or, or commit to, that you love somebody, it, it's a sign of weakness. That's where I'm going with this. But I'll let you respond to that when we get back. We gotta take a okay. short break, Sister Io. Family, it's Black Love Day. This is what we're talking about. And this is just not romantic love too. It's just love for each other. This is where Sister Io is coming from. And this is what the oppressors are afraid of, messages like this. Anyway, as I mentioned, we're gonna take a short break. We're back in four minutes though, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB in the DMV run FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL where information is power. And good morning once again, family. Minute after the top of the hour, Sister Aya Handy Kendi. She's the founder of Black Love Day. Today is Black Love Day. I misspoke that tomorrow is, of course, Valentine's Day. Speaking about Black Love, she created Black Love Day 31 years ago. And in the essence of time, I've got two tweets uh, that I need to ask you, I'll uh, read to you. Uh, one, first one says, thank you, Sister Ayo. Some people don't realize that they have self-hate. They hate our children and criticize people who help them. If I compliment a black player, they'll argue, why is the white player why the white player is better. Why is that? That's the tweet. That's the first one. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, I think that that's also a reflection of our black self-hatred, uh, that we do tend to undervalue ourselves, uh, and we tend to elevate everybody else, and we celebrate everybody else's holidays and celebrate everybody else's culture. And then we should be looking around and see how much they're sell- you know, how much they're trying to imitate us. Uh, but we seem to don't value ourselves enough. Many of us uh, have not come to that level of higher consciousness that we are indeed a powerful, powerful people that through our love of each other and love of our communities, we've been able to rise above a whole lot of this programming that the oppressors institutionalize within us, but there are still those of us that we need to help. And so when you hear somebody put down a black person, you know what I do, Carl? I tell them, I say, you know, well, we talk about what black people do. Have you ever really hung around with some white people, so-called white people, and watched what they do with each other? You ought to do that. You'd be surprised, you know. And then, you know, we tend to say, oh, uh, they're doing, we don't work together. Well, that's totally untrue. We obviously work together a great deal because we would not be where we are today if there, was enough, if there wasn't enough of us who didn't work together. You know, we got examples of Wall Street and uh, Greenwood and on and on and on. Tulsa, we got plenty of examples of how, yes, we did work with each other. And so that's what I do. I remind people to reframe the negative images, reframe their speech, uh, to study their history, learn more about the things that we did do, and stop elevating all the so-called negative that we hear more often, social media programming. I'm glad you mentioned social media because that was the second tweet because we, we ran out of time here. Dr. H coming up momentarily. But the second tweet says, the tweeter says she posted what you said, shoot them with black love, and she got flagged <laughs> by Facebook. This was happened just moments ago. They asked me your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I, 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 I,
Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Um, it's something about Facebook. I guess we're going to have to confront maybe the word shoot because they have this anti, you know, they have this violence concept. So don't say shoot them with black love. Uh, send them black love instead. Try that. Say that. Okay. But the other day, um, uh, Facebook shut my uh, website down. And all I was doing was posting comments about Black Love Day. So maybe we're going to all have to confront Facebook. They may think that um, Black Love Day is some way of segregating. I don't know what they think, but I, I definitely that's the plan of the African American Holiday Association. We're going to definitely be confronting Facebook because obviously they don't understand that to love ourselves as a community doesn't mean we hate anyone else. It just means that we... Just, yeah, well, maybe they're part of the problem. You know, the, yeah, the oppressor yeah. knows that, that black unity is, is the issue. That's why they keep us divided. They, they don't, don't want to see black love. No. <laughs> you know, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to love ourselves doesn't mean we hate you. To love ourselves doesn't mean we don't want to deal with you. To love ourselves means that we decided, we made a collective decision that we want to spend more time loving ourselves and what you do over there you do over there but this is what we want to do on this day and then i you know I've, I've been shut down in many ways by certain media because we tell people spend your money where it counts don't go to all these other stores and spend all your money you know give all your money to everybody else so that you're bankrupt and depressed and don't even know what the lot of you are even celebrating so the African-American Holiday Association stands firm as a trade union to bring together the awareness that holiday celebrations and rituals are very important for us to maintain our love in our own community, and it's all right. Everybody else loves their own groups and communities. We must love ours. So, yeah, I, 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 it's a challenge. But, hey, with every challenge, there's always the hope that if we meet that challenge with the proper perspective, information, and action. Right. And hold that thought right there because we got to run. We have Dr. A. We have Dr. A on the deck. How can, how can folks reach you real quick? Okay. People can either call me, 202-667-2577. They can go to our website, African American Holiday Association. They can go on Facebook, African American Holidays, with an S on the end, dot O-R-G. And they can also email us at info at African American Holidays, dot O-R-G. We're on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel. We want you to come to all of those locations so that we can stay connected as we practice this love culture and help us to breathe through the confusions so that we can elevate ourselves through love. We're also going to be today on Taraji P. Henson, who had me speak about Black Love Day. She acknowledged it. And uh, we're going to be on a YouTube broadcast that she has created. Right. And there's a possibility of a New York Times article that this loving sister named Nia uh, did a Four, I don't know, four hours. Right. And we got to run, Sister Io, because we got uh, Dr. A on deck. But thank you, thank you, and thank you for instituting Black Love Day. And let's everybody, let's do it every day, not just not yeah, just uh, today. Let's celebrate it every day. I love you. I love All you. All right. We love you, too. This is Black Love Day. All right. Let's spread the love. All right, family. Seven minutes after Tom Dr. A, good morning. 
morning, Carl. Good morning. I'm going to keep it going with the Black Love Day. That's exactly what we're talking about. It's Heart Healthy Awareness Month. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. All right, let's break it down for us. Because, you know, when it comes to health, it seems like our folks are just at the bottom of the barrel or the top of the, whatever, the, the most negative. That's where we reside. Explain that right, first. Right, right. We're, we're, we're the epitome of negativity. Let's put it like that, Carl. And we talked about this in January. And we're going to pivot, okay? So in January, I told you, the health report for black women in America, we take the L, we get an F. So we're going to continue that because this is Happy Heart Awareness Month. Yes, black women are number one to die, but I've got some good news this morning. We're going to, since the dress is to die for, the cause is to live for. The American Heart Association, of course, we're tax-paying people. We are the descendants of slaves, which means what, Carl? We gave more than any Tom, Dick, and Becky, okay? We've given more. Black people have invested more in this United States of America. We have poured in our blood. We've poured in our sweat. We've poured in our tears. It's get back time. And don't look for no 40 acres and a mule. When I say get back, black women, black men, I mean get up on your feet and get back. Get back, Satan. Get back, enemy. Get back what your ancestors have given you. Like the Sankofa bird, I need you to turn back to the past, to reclaim the future. We're sitting here complaining as adults about the youth. No, the problem begins at the beginning, okay? And just like species goes uphill, you know, when there's problems at the top, it trickles down all through the corporation. We know this. When there's problems in the family, it don't start with the fruit. It starts at the roots. So we're going back to the roots. We're going back to the roots. Carl, I am so happy to be on this microphone because it's like Nas said, all I need is one mic. All I need is one mic. It's not effective, Carl, for me to be a broadcaster inside the office. I have humped and jumped like my ancestors in the cotton field. I've seen 40 patients a day. I've been in labor with women for three days straight. I've seen little black boys die on Juneteenth. I've seen little black girls stroke out in my office. I've seen black women with heart disease, but it's not enough to do it one by one. So Carl, you've given me access to millions with this one mic. I'm coming to you as a daughter, a physician, but more importantly, an activist and an advocate 
for black and brown women in poverty this morning. That's what we're talking about this morning. We took the L in January, but the heart attack warning signs are going to save our lives. Well, let me jump in and ask you this uh, 11 minutes after the top of the hour. It seems like when you're, you're a trained medical doctor. You're a physician as well, and you're a holistic doctor as well. But many in your profession, the, the ones in the white suits, they, they abhor anything that, you know, they're like tunnel vision. It, it, it's, it, it's just got to be what they learn in med school. Well, anything well, Carl, that deviates. You know, you know what? I love that question because here's uh-huh. the point. Um, you're bringing knowledge to power. And, and when you ask me questions like that, you force me to tell the truth, okay? So the truth is, once again, listenership across the country, Rockefeller was a monster and a sicko, much like Charles Manson. But he didn't want to appear as so. He leveraged with millions of dollars a PR campaign using U.S. physicians as his prostitute, okay? He was the pimp. And he paid the United States medical schools. It wasn't dozens and hundreds. No. At the turn of the 20th century, there was just a handful of medical schools in this country. So he bought all of them. And he paid for the curriculum, Carl. So he paid medical schools to teach doctors the bull crap. Now, yes, it's useful to understand disease. And it is powerful to know how to manipulate drugs just like you manipulate herbs in the garden. To be able to be masterful with your hands as an instrument of God is a gift from God. But when you don't understand healing and holistic as the counterbalance, the yin and yang, you're upside down as a physician. So no, my counterparts ain't me. Just like most other women ain't me. No, you ain't me, okay? The bottom line is I worked for this. So I'm so sorry that Beyonce lied to black women in America. I woke up like this. No, hell no, you didn't, sis. Okay? When you're beautiful, whether it's outside or inside, Carl, you know, even a superficial pretty girl, she takes hours and hours in the mirror, Carl. You know it. That's why y'all always waiting for us. Get our hair right. Nail did. Hair did. Everything did. What's the same with the inner woman? To sharpen the inner woman's character, you work at that. You don't wake up like this. Okay? We work at cultivating our instrument as women. And this is what we're talking about today. What are and, the and hold that thought right there, Dr. A. If we got to take a short break here. Dr. A is on fire. So you mentioned Beyonce. Yeah. If Beyonce, and I'll let you respond to this when we got back. If Beyonce looked like Nina Simone, would she be just as successful today? I want to get your thoughts on that. 14 minutes after the top of our family with Dr. A. You want to speak to her? Reach out to us. 800-450-7876. Those are numbers to get you in. And we'll take your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95. 5.9 and AM 1450 WOL where information is power. And good morning, family. 20 minutes after the top of the hour with Dr. A. Dr. A is a medical doctor, also a holistic doctor. Before we left, I posed a question about Beyonce and Nina Simone. And Dr. A, I got to tell you, I got three tweets that says, leave Beyonce alone. <laughs> you know, stick to the topic. You know, what's she got to do with Nina Simone? <laughs> so it, I don't know if it proves the point of what we're trying to make with, with, with them coming to her defense. But well, I'll let you finish here's, what it here's what it proves, Carl. Tribalism is real. And just like their bloods and crypts, 
Um, Beyonce has the beehive. It's a real thing. They will shut you down. Taylor Swift and the Swifties got the respect of the NFL. Uh, uh, what's her name? Nicki Minaj has the Barbies. When you create a culture change to the point at which you have a tribe that's global, that that's power. So, yes, I give Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, everyone who's created tribalism, I give them their, their, their due props. At the same time, African people, as people who follow the principles of Ma'at, we recognize idolism is Eurocentric. Okay, so I could give a rat's behind about Beyonce or anybody else. Nina Simone is an activist, a warrior, a global advocate for women. She's much more than a rock star. Beyonce will never be that. Okay, and in all credit, the same as the Pan-African movement has always involved Caucasian people throughout history. There were abolitionists that were a part of the Underground Railroad. Princess Diana represented as a Caucasian woman as one of those types. She said, F the crown, long before little Megan and little Harry. Okay, you're a duplicate of your mommy. Your mommy was the real McCoy. Okay, and so was Nina Simone, Carl. No one can put a candle to that woman. She was global. I met her at age 12 in Africa on a flight. And this woman was more humble than a church lady. Global rock star, global activist, talking to a 12-year-old nobody. I wasn't no Dr. A back then. See, I was just planting trees in Chad in the village. But there was stardom in my blood, and she saw that. So she was that type of woman. I hope that Beyonce is. As a rock star who's idolized and got the whole tribe willing to shut down Carl Nelson this morning when we're really talking about heart health, we're talking about heart health and getting healthy. We're talking about the fact that we have to know the warning signs of heart attack because it can be sudden and intense, but it also can be a slow start. Mild pain and discomfort, and it it starts in the center of your chest, lasts for a few minutes, it goes away, it comes back. You may feel pressure, squeezing, fullness, shortness of breath, uh, upper body discomfort, pain, nausea, a cold sweat, anxiety, um, pain down your arm. This morning, Carl, I'd like everybody in the listenership, take the E-H-A-C pledge. That's a promise to take action. E-H-A-C, early heart attack care. What does that mean? In plain English, education saves lives because it teaches you to recognize the early warning signs, Carl. Let's go over them again. It can be sudden, intense pain, but more often, it's a slow start. Mild pain and discomfort. It lasts a few minutes, goes away, and comes back. You may feel pressure, squeezing, fullness, shortness of breath, upper body discomfort, or pain in your stomach. You could be lightheaded. You can have anxiety or a cold sweat. If everybody learns the early heart attack care, 
by recognizing early warning signs. Carl, we're going to save lives this morning. Did you know 750,000 people in the United States have a heart attack every year? 750,000. Out of them, 116,000 people die annually in this country because we don't know, know the warning signs. The American Heart Association says the dress is to die for because the cause is to live for. That's the Go Red for Women campaign. More black and brown women need to join this, Carl. Join the campaign so that you go red for women. Heart disease is the number one killer of black women and white women in this country. So it begins as a grassroots movement, grassroots awareness. That's what we're doing this morning. Yes, it is Black Love Day. And I want to shout out to Ronji Henson. You know why? Because she's my generation and she rocks. She's not just a rock star either. She's not just a movie star. Taranji is a global activist. Taranji is changing lives by talking about depression publicly. Taranji's a D.C. girl. She went right to Duke Ellington while I went to Banneker. We were in high school together. I salute her. And if more black and brown women would salute more black and brown women, I just saluted Beyonce. I just saluted Nicki Minaj. I just saluted every woman who's creating a culture change. What a broad microphone. You're not just yourself. You got a whole culture, country to country to country, like Swifties as a black woman. That's powerful right now, Carl. So I give them all their flowers. But at the same time, it's time to recognize women who have an MD not just a rock star label, because we do speak truth to power. I am speaking truth to power this morning because heart disease is taking lives. And once black and brown women wake up, we can begin to change this. We took the L in January. So now in February, let's be brave enough to lose weight. Take the pledge and lose weight. Do you know why that's important? Because the more you weigh, the greater your risk for heart attack, heart disease, and stroke. Those are the stats, Carl. That's not an opinion. And hold that thought right there. 30 minutes at the top of the hour, Dr. A. Tanza is joining us from D.C. has a question or a comment for you on line one. Tanza, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. A. Um, how are Good you? Morning. This is my big sis. I'm calling from Roots Activity Learning Center. Um, Mama Tanza, I'm the Delmonte. I love Dr. A. Good morning. But I do have a question, Dr. A, because we talk about this a lot and through your mentorship with me. Um, I want to know if you could kind of um, share with me um, some ways that I can cope to be able to have self-care, being a mom, um, director, um, you know, doing a lot of mentorship with other young ladies, pastoring, but I tend to not take time with self-care. Does that have any way in affecting the heart at all? Panza, you're at the Mecca ship. So first of all, let me salute another black woman, Mama Tanza, director of the Roots Learning Center in D.C., dealing with our babies. You can drop that baby off six weeks out of the womb going all the way up to kindergarten. That mothership in D.C. was founded by my own mother. So as I said earlier in your show, I'm a proud daughter. I'm a proud physician. 
but more importantly, today I'm here as an activist and an advocate. Mama Tanza, here's what you can do. Number one, lock your bathroom door, sis. You know why? Because you want to lock out your man, your kids, your stress, your job, your church, your everything. When you lock that door, it's just you and God in that bathroom. Now run a big bath. See, sisters, if you only have a shower, you're cutting yourself short. If you want to invest in anything in your life, it's that bathroom. We all deserve to have a tub because spiritual bathing is next to womanhood. Ask our African sisters. They spiritually bathed in rivers constantly. So if you don't sit in that water and release and cleanse, use a lemon, it costs a dollar. Get all the toxicity off of you. Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, let it go. These kind of detoxes will release you from cancer and heart attack and stroke and all kinds of illness. Carl, we're number one in illness because we don't detox and we carry the mother load of, 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 of trauma. The mother burden, we're the mule of civilization, the mule of humanity. And that's a choice. We don't have to be it. Lock that bathroom door, spiritually bathe two, three times a week. Drink more water. Don't just bathe in water. Drink half your body weight in water every day, Mama Tanza, and watch how your aura begins to radiate. Depression is fed by vitamin D deficiency. Women who menstruate must take vitamin D. Women, the, the black of the berry, the less vitamin D your body has because God equipped you to stay in the sun with your juicy black self. So if you don't, you're poisoning yourself. We were not meant to be in captivity like an animal. We weren't meant to be indoors. We're meant to be in the sunshine of Africa. So this is why. White folk, it only take them a second of sun to absorb vitamin D. Yeah, because you can't. You're allergic to the sun. Black people, we're supposed to absorb it for hours. That's why Mama Tanza takes the kids out for walks. They get in the sunshine and get that vitamin D. Vitamin D, water, spiritual breathing, and counseling. Okay? In America, you have health insurance, grace of God, hopefully. But 47 million of you don't. But if you have health insurance, then dagnab it, use it from head to toe. That means your brain, your mind. If you go through some fish, you need some counseling. Everybody, you deserve some counseling. You done lost somebody, you deserve some counseling. If you see police brutality against black people on the news, you need counseling. Because my line sister, Chris Henning, has documented it affects you just by watching the news and being black. Get some counseling. Get some healing. You ever had your heart broke? You need some counseling. You deserve some healing so you can be whole. I married my husband two years ago as a whole woman and him a whole man. That's because we each work on ourselves every day. You can't enter the fullness of a relationship unless you are whole. So a lot of black and brown women, you looking for a captain to save you? No. His name is God. Get it together. Tap inside of yourself. So thank you for the question, Mama Tanza. Tap in. Tap out. Got it? Lock the bathroom door. Do you, boo-boo. You open that door, you better be a fresh new woman. 
All right. Hold that thought right there, Dr. A. We've got to take another short break. Family, you want to join this conversation with Dr. A, reach out to us at 800-450-7876. We'll come back, Dr. A. Tell us how the pharmaceutical companies think about what you do, what you say, your work, because obviously you're a threat to them. How you are telling brothers and sisters how to deal with their medical issues. Again, we'll be back in four minutes with Dr. A. And you can join in if you've got a question at 800-450-7876 right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. And good morning, family. It's uh, 21 minutes away from the top of the hour with Dr. A. Dr. A is a product of uh, African Senate School. She's a, she's a physician, she's a medical physician, she's a medical doctor, and she's also a holistic doctor as well. And, and, the, and before we go back to that, let me just remind you, coming up later this morning, we're going to speak with Zaki Baruti from the, he's the President General of the Universal African People's Organization. And later this week, metaphysician and holistic doctor, Dr. B will be here, and also the founder of the Pan-African Heritage Museum, Brother Kojo Yankan is going to join us. I'm not sure if it's going to be from Accra or from Cape Coast, but he's going to be with us from live from Ghana. And chemitologist Tony Browder will also be with us. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure your radio's locked in real tight on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Dr. A, the, the issue with the, the pharmaceutical uh, agencies, the pharmaceutical, I guess, how would you describe them? Because they're all one unified uh, company, or conglomerate, if you will. I don't take. I don't think they like what you do. Your kind of the medicine that you practice. Do they? Do they bother you, or do they just? Here here is the beauty, Carl, um, and I love your questions. Okay, and and especially that I get to answer the question right after a Pfizer commercial. So here's the point: the same as Pfizer supports Carl Nelson and Woke Radio. Why? Because all they need is one dummy. Okay. If you have a listenership of a woke audience, that doesn't change the fact that Coca-Cola sells, and so does Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. Coca-Cola, I found in Chad, where they don't even have running water, okay? But you got Coca-Cola and McDonald's. They have monetized themselves, Carl, at a global scale where people associate them with the fabric of life. So they don't care about voices like me and you because we are touching not even 10% of the black community, okay? Whereas they, they've got a, just like Beyonce, they have a cult, okay? They've got a tribe. They could care less. They know that they flood the airwaves. They flood the, the Grammys. They flood the Oscars. They flood the Super Bowl. Their commercials are so universal that they subliminally program America and black America to be the number one consumer. They could care less. The few of us that would like to be woke, they know that sleeping at the wheel is the black American tradition. And they count on us being dumb and sleep at the wheel. That's that's the that's the truth, Carl, if you must know it. Okay. so once again, we as black women took the L in January. So in February, I would like black women to be a good loser because excess body weight, unlike what Lizzo's clown self would like to broadcast. Okay. now her I will attack because you cannot popularize morbid obesity when we're dropping dead of it. It's not cute. 
excess body weight increases your risk of heart attack, heart disease, uh, stroke, diabetes, and just sudden death. So no, Lizzo, it's not fat shaming. It's called Dr. A's facts and knowledge. Don't get it twisted. See, Carl, when we let white America twist our narrative that we're fat shaming and you want to be proud to be a big, fat, morbidly obese girl and never try to get healthy, never try to exercise, never try to move more, and then you have a cult, oh, now you're killing black people, okay? Now that's dangerous. Same as a black man with his pants down like Francis Cress Welding taught us. You want to show your black behind to America, and it's cute? It's called being emasculated. And now if you, as a rapper, do that, and now you have a cult and a tribe, it's dangerous. You've emasculated globally black men, okay? Lizzo, you have changed black lives for the worst to make a black woman think that she's fat-shamed when we're really trying to save her black life, get her to move, get her to lose the excess weight, become a healthy woman, become vibrant like Nina Simone, become vibrant, become vibrant, become vibrant like my mother, Bernita Thompson, become more vibrant. Bernita was a spokesgirl for her fitness club, okay, because black and brown women make the cover. Ask Beverly Johnson. Oh, yeah, we made the cover. Okay, but we want to celebrate the right things. We want to celebrate longevity because that's part of our ancestry. Now they're trying to say there's no race, Carl. Hell, yes, there is. Race matters because the black woman is the root of civilization and humanity. Now you want to take that dignity from us and say, oh, there is no such thing as race. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry, Mr. Charlie. Race does matter. Okay, that's why we have to be woke, Carl. We got to stay woke because they will change the narrative on us. Did you know so, so, that? Before you go in there, let me ask you this. So what do we do the folks who, who are pre-reality? They're just asleep. They're in that sunken place, and, and but they don't know they're in that sunken place. What do we do about those folks? Well, well number one, you nailed it. Okay, the first thing about drowning is you're, you, you, you have no clue that that's what's happening. That's the number one thing. The number one thing of a person in poverty is lack of awareness about how to get health care, how to dress for success, how to use affirmations, how to access the self-fulfilling prophecy. Main thing they use against the slave, illiteracy. We give people access to knowledge. That's why this is W-O-L, where truth is power. The spoken word is powerful. How do we awaken the sleep? Well, let's cut the cable off, Carl, because enough TV is enough. And the revolution will not be televised. Enough is enough. Read a book or two. Maybe your power does need to be cut off. You need some heat, yes, but you don't need no boob tube. You're not getting nothing out of that. Did you get rich off of it? No. So put down the lottery ticket and the boob tube and the beer and the liquor and the cigarette. Now, if we can mobilize that, toxic behavior out of you, then you have room for some positive reinforcement, some positive behavior formation, some positive habits. Carl, you are what you eat, but you are the formation of your habits. So everybody, let's do inventory in Black History Month. If your habits are sit on my butt, couch potato, watch TV, smoke a cigarette, drink some liquor, repeat, watch some TV, 
TV, sit on my butt, drink some liquor, smoke some cigarettes, go to sleep. Okay, then that's toxic and it's sick and it's dysfunctional. And you can change it for the better. How about pray, meditate, exercise, drink water, go, pray, meditate, exercise, drink water, go, pray, meditate, exercise, drink water. Begin to create the habit of success. Begin to read more. Drink more water. Lock your bathroom door, girls. Lock everybody out unapologetically. There's some things we can do, Carl, so that we don't die first. I told you in January that behavioral health conditions, meaning suicide and overdose, were the number one leading cause of pregnancy-related death. Suicide and overdose. People want to take themselves out. Why? Why are you so stressed out? How are you tapping out like that when your ancestors were slaves and didn't want to tap out? They got whooped and raped and gang banged. But they had an affirmation and a habit of empowerment. They got on their knees every day, four, five times a day. Be ritualistic about your prayer life, not your Coca-Cola drinking. Study how you have been programmed subliminally and detox. Detox. This is Turn Up Tuesday, Carl. Let's turn it up. All right. And hold that though right there. I got some folks who want to talk to you at 12 away from the top. Yeah, first up is Sandra. She's in Baltimore on line one. Sandra, good morning. You're on with Dr. A. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Doctor. You sound like me. I said, whoa, she sounds, she has my attitude guess what, about things. Guess what, Sandra? Sandra, you yes. have become a Dr. A groupie. You were here in January. Here you go again. You are a powerful yes. sister. I salute you. And I'm creating Thank groupieism, okay? I want a groupie of woke sisters like you. <laughs> well, I'm going to woke it up again. And let's talk about these young men. All of a sudden, now, young men are gay. And even the young guys talking about they gay. The young girls talking about they gay. What is this? Is Dr. A still with us? Would you like me to answer that, Sandra? Would you like me to answer it? There's one more thing. A lot of these black people are addicted to white people, and you would have to detox them from head to toe to get them cleansed. All right, let's give her a chance to respond. Thanks, Sandra. They have lost their mind, doctor. You got the young people, they walking around smoking them cherries, pickles all day long. When they go to school, they can't learn them because they're not focused. All right, let's give her a chance yeah, to respond. I, Thanks, I Sandra. I listen to you and I hang up, okay? Well, thank you, doctor. Thank you. I love you and I respect you. Keep on keeping on. Thank you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. 
Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Well, well, let me let me let me let me begin my alpha at Sandra's Omega. Sandra ended something, and I made a little joke, okay? I made a joke because she's following Carl Nelson. I called her a groupie, but she's far from it because she's woke. Groupieism requires sleep brain, okay? So Sandra's very woke, and she ended her compliment by saying, I love and respect you. When you're a groupie and you idolize, that's not love and respect. You're just a wannabe, and it's unfortunate. Learn to be more like Sandra. Love and respect people for the value they bring to the table. Then you can maintain your own authenticity, genuineness, and what you bring to the table. It doesn't discredit or discount you. Don't belittle yourself by building up somebody else. It's uncalled for. Sandra just built me up for the second time, and I can't tell you how good it feels to make my second appearance on this powerful, powerful, powerful microphone and see that somebody's listening, not just listening, but following in a woke state. But she doesn't have a groupieism to her. This is the kind of power that our community needs. Carl, the warning signs of heart attack differ by gender. So just like race is real, so is gender. So here was her question. Why the boy want to be a girl, girl want to be a boy? Because they want to knock out procreation of the penis in a vagina makes an embryo. That way, AI can take over everything. And the incubator makes the baby. Now everybody's a fruit loop. So yes, if they're trying to discombobulate the DNA, muck it up, it's another form of genocide. Now, that's the truth in a woke state. Everybody, drink your water. Lock your bathroom door if you're a girl. If you're a man, you got the man cage. Leave the bathroom alone, please. My husband and I have two bathrooms. It's essential. It's essential. I need that space. I got a tub. I get it three, four times a week, okay? My skin's healthy and I drink water. Yes. Stay off the pills. Stay off the dope. Stop trying to drink it away and dope it away and TV it away and just toxic habit after toxic habit after toxic habit. Detox. It's Black History Month. Go take a bike ride in the sun. Dr. A said you need more vitamin D. Carl, do we have more listeners? Yes, we do. But before we do that, I had an interesting question for you. Uh, The question was, you mentioned pain, and the person wanted to know, as one of the indicators of uh, health problems, heart problems, where is that pain located? Well, the pain, and thank you for being such an avid listener, okay? You listen the way people are supposed to read a book. Bring your questions. If you're not reading the book analytically, then you're empty-headed with no questions. So if you're listening to me this morning analytically, then thank you, listener, for that question. The pain is multicentristic. It doesn't have one format. You know, it's just like the enemy comes in multiple forms, so does the heart attack. It may be in the center of your chest. It may creep down your arm. 
the left arm for men, the right arm for women. A woman may just feel fatigued and exhausted. A woman may just feel lightheaded and dizzy. A woman may faint, like my cousin, who is unfortunately going to be buried tomorrow. Johnson Thompson family is listening today. That's Mama Bernita's lineage, and we lost a soldier because she fainted in front of her neighbor. And she blew it off, and so did the neighbor. Oh, it ain't nothing. Oh, yes, it is. She went in her house, and now she's dead. So we've got to be awake at the wheel. We've got to look at these warning signs. Fainting, flu-like symptoms, lightheadedness for a girl, that may be the last warning you get. It's very real in the hood. It's right. very hold, real hold that thought world. right there, Dr. We've got to take a short break here. And my condolences to your family. On, on their issue right there with the, the person that you lost in your family. But wow, this is some powerful information that you're sharing with us this morning. Six minutes away from the top there. As I mentioned, we got a short break. We're back in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. Keep And good morning again, family. It's a minute after the top of the hour with Dr. A, Brother Zaki Brood. He's on deck. We'll get to him momentarily. Just got a report that it started to snow around in the DMV. And you know, the snow is going to hit uh, going up to the East Coast. So all those cities, Baltimore, Philly, up to New York. New York City is going to expect a lot of snow today. So if you're out there on the streets, please drive carefully. Before we go to Brother Zaki, though, Tyrone's joining us from Baltimore. has a question for Dr. A. Tyrone, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Um, We wanted uh, to... Uh, Talk on a session with Zaki. Once Zaki's asked for questions, we wanted to talk about Marilyn Mosley doing that session. Okay with okay. you. All right, we we'll hold you. Your, your, your question that. for Dr. A. We'll hold you over for his brother Zaki. Okay, What's your you. question for that? I appreciate it. Do you have a question for Dr. A? Oh, okay. He's, he's on hold. So, Dr. So, Dr. A, the, the, what I was going to ask you is a question. Let me do this tweet, though, because we're running out of time, man. A tweeter says that we've been a cultural and spiritual war behind enemy war lines and behind enemy minds. What do we need to do to prepare to repair? Go to roots, in a nutshell. Um, you know, you have to deculturalize. And I've given that edification throughout this hour. You've got to turn the TV off or turn cable off altogether. You've got to read more, become more literate. Reading transforms you from time and place. Okay, it makes timeless, placeless, geographically free space in your mind. This is why so many brothers like Malcolm X build themselves up while incarcerated, because the, the outside world is tuned out. You can do that with your freedom. Just tune it out. Put your phone down. Get off the Internet. Stop with the social media. Stop with the Coca-Cola. Stop with the McDonald's. It's very blatant how we have been subliminally programmed, deprogrammed. It's that simple. Carl, the World Health Organization, said black mothers die at the highest rates. The U.S. maternal deaths doubled over the last 20 years. That's the trajectory over which I, as a black OBGYN, have practiced medicine. It has doubled. It's gotten worse. This is why it's so important to me personally. 
in my black lifetime as a Pan-Africanist, as an activist, as an advocate. I'm done on my knees between a woman's legs. I have done that. I have paid those dues, much like soldiers at war. I understand rape, molestation, the birth process, labor, surgery, hysterectomy, anemia, bleeding to death. Now I need the microphone because the death rates in my community doubled in the past 20 years. This is due to increased risk during pregnancy is due to behavioral things like suicide and overdose. If we don't start talking about it and giving the mic to our physicians that can save lives, Carl, it's not going to look good for black people. It is really time for black and brown people, especially those in poverty, to see that black newborns were found to be three times more likely to die in the United States hospital compared to a white newborn. We've got to get serious. And I can't wait to continue this conversation in Women's History Month. Yeah, this this is so deep, though, Doctor. We've really got to, you know, we've really got to get into it. But my my problem is that some of us are are asleep. And I keep talking about the folks who are asleep. How do we wake them up? Because, you know, I'm not condemning them because we're all asleep at some level prior to, you know, our awakening. So how do we wake, before you go, just if you can tell us how we can wake some of these uh, brothers and sisters up that are asleep, I'd appreciate it. Okay, so here is in a nutshell the remedy. My diagnosis when we say that they are asleep, they are medicated. What is the medication? Coca-Cola, McDonald's, processed foods, processed beverages, high, high glucose intake in a high, high stress world is like a lab rat in a cage. You can experiment and create anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, and suicide and overdose. In a cage, Hitler and other maniacs have already done it. So why, Black people, are we drinking the Kool-Aid? That's what I want to know. All right, Dr. A, thank you. We'll continue this on Women's History Month for sure. Before we let you go, how can folks contact you? Do you have an email address? Well, right now I am publishing a book, so look for that upcoming. Um, That book is in current publication and editing. I will have that available. But otherwise, you can blow up my Facebook page, uh, Dr. Afria Amerson Community Facebook. And I love the people in a one-on-one way, practically making house calls with a black bag. So if you need some intrapersonal love, extrapersonal love, human to human being, not desensitized in what you get in the office 15-minute visit, plug into me because I will feed you. I got your nutrients. All right. Thanks, Dr. A. We'll talk later. Thank you. All right. Have a good one, Carl. Happy Black, uh, Black Love Day. That's right. We're celebrating Black Love Day all day today. Thank you, Dr. A. All right, that's Dr. A family. She's and, and let me tell you, she's a she's a medical physician. She's a, a trained physician. She's a doctor. She's an actual doctor, the white suit. She's also a holistic doctor. And she started her education 
at a black school, uh, African Senate school in Washington, D.C. So, you know, when people poo-poo about African Senate schools and pan-Africanism, she don't think it goes anywhere. She, she, these, this is what we hold up as a, as, as a credit to what you can learn and how you can make it in, in quote-unquote, in their society. It's eight minutes after the top there. Let's turn our attention now to Brother Zaki Baruti. For, Zaki is the President General of the Universal African People's Organization. Brother Zaki, welcome back to the program. Well, good morning, and thank you for having me come back on your program call. And, you know, I always want to just compliment you for providing the kind of information that's so necessary for our people to uh, grasp and understand and act upon. And so I just want to salute you in the spirit of some of the other powerful commentators and uh, great communicators, including Brother Bob Law. I just want to salute your work, keep up the work, and I just pray that everyone that's listening to you and your guests act upon those recommendations uh, that uh, are provided to the people. And so I just want to start that out. All right. Thanks for those kind words. We're, we're going to touch on several topics today. Let me start first, because you're working with a group of, of elderly uh, residents out in St. Louis. Can you tell us what's going on with that factor? Yes, I, I shall. But before I do that, I know the sister, I mean, you're celebrating black love. I mean, love, black love. Uh, I'm just want to just acknowledge uh, the staff of our organization. We, we publish a quarterly newspaper called the African News World. And the last two issues of our newspaper on the front cover, we uh, have the paper dedicated to the concept of black love. We're done part one. And our most recent issue that just came out for the winter. Our theme is save the children in the spirit of black love. So black love should not just be one day. It should be 365 days, 24-7. But uh, in terms of the issue that you were asking me to address, it's focused around uh, a really crisis here in St. Louis on two levels. One, that our organization is immediately involved in uh, the displacement and the a mass evacuation of over 160 elderly uh, disabled uh, residents of our community from a facility that is called the Heritage House here in St. Louis. On the coldest day of the winter uh, season here in St. Louis, actually on uh, January 15th, the birthday of Dr. Martin Luther King. But even before I get into that car, there was another disaster similar to the one that our organization is very involved in right here. I just want to share with your public. And that disaster occurred in the latter part of December at one of the largest nursing facilities here in St. Louis, and that was called the Northview Village Nursing Home. They had over 170 residents. I'm talking about elderly people, real elderly people. And uh, they only had a two-day notice that this nursing facility was being closed. And as well as over 184 of the staff that was working this particular village uh, uh, nursing home uh, was uh, uh, did not receive pay for a couple of weeks, and they still have not received their full pay. So you had 170 residents within a day or two had to be moved uh, to about 14 other different facilities at this nursing home that had come under um, 
had been fined at least 12 times for federal violations totaling over $140,000 and had over two dozen investigations uh, since 2016. And this uh, facility was owned by some people outside of St. Louis under the health care accounting services. And I only wanted to point that out because that was in the latter part of December and turning to what has just recently happened on January 15th at this uh, uh, facility that basically was uh, focused on housing seniors in our community, uh, they had to close down and due to poor management uh, in the midst of the coldest night, as I mentioned earlier, when uh, uh, pipes burst at this facility, causing no heat, and the people had to be evacuated without no, just the clothes on their back, and much of their furniture and what have you is still in the building as I'm speaking right now. And it's just been so heartbreaking to see our elderly in, in terms of the trauma that they have been experiencing. And that trauma includes, first of all, having, as I mentioned, to be uh, removed from their living facility, of which some have been living there over 25 years. The trauma of being placed at a hotel for about three or four days and kind of getting comfortable at this hotel, then having to be removed a second time from what is called the downtown Hilton Hotel to airport Hilton. And then just most recently, again, having to be moved to about four different facilities. So our organization as an advocacy group, along with other community organizations, I must say, have been uh, advocating for these residents as well as providing needed supplies for their survival. And uh, it's, uh, uh, but prior to them uh, uh, having to evacuate that particular building, I'm speaking again, of the Heritage House, our organization had been called uh, in terms of uh, to work with those uh, residents. Actually, well, hold on thought right there, Brother Zaki. We're going to take a short break, and I'm glad you're mentioning okay. that because we, there's a similar situation in Baltimore. Elderly black women sleeping on the streets, and you know how cold it is these days. But your group right. stood up for the ones in St. Louis. So hopefully folks in Baltimore are listening, and they will do the same for their, our elderly sisters who are sleeping on the streets of Baltimore City. Families, I mentioned, we got to take a quick break. We're back in four minutes, though, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB and also in the DMV on FM. 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. And good morning, family. 21 minutes after the top of the hour, Brother Zaki Baruti. Brother Zaki, as I mentioned, is the President General of the Universal African People's Organization. You tell us what they're doing for the elderly elderly black people who have health challenges in St. Louis. And as I mentioned before, hopefully the folks in Baltimore are listening because they found out there were several elderly black sisters sleeping on the sidewalks, uh, Brother Zaki. And of course, we mentioned that the weather is not cooperating, especially today. We mentioned, oh, that it's snowing, it's light storm and raining in Washington, D.C. And you go further up the coast, you go to Philadelphia, Baltimore. It's, it's snowing. Uh, snowing heavy in New York City. In fact, it's a snow day for New York City. 
actually one of our listeners told us it was snowing in the city and they're listening. So I just want everybody to know, I think the schools are also closed in New York City. But again, we've got to take care. These are our elderly folks. We've got to take care of them. We can't wait for other folks to come in and do this job. So I'll let you finish your thought. We've got some people who want to talk to you, uh, Zaki. Okay, then. And just the backdrop of... Uh the Heritage House, this was a facility built uh, back in 1967. It was really a high-class facility uh, when it was first built, where it was predominantly white residents. But over time, of course, uh, the residency changed from being predominantly white to becoming predominantly black. And as you know, many times services uh, for our people uh, usually begin to deteriorate when it becomes predominantly black. So we got involved with uh, this uh, the residents back in the early late spring, uh, early summer, when uh, through the work of Coffee Wright, uh, they had reached out to her to help them try to organize. And to that end, our organization got involved. We put together a tenant organization to address some of their concerns that stem from a water burst that caused flooding back in December of 2022. So going forward, uh, we uh, helped them put together a list of demands for the owners, which uh, the owners were, it's like a shell game on the real side. It's called the Heritage House Corporation uh, and Thomas Evans uh, Limited, uh, Sons and Limited. And uh, the face of it supposedly is like black ownership, but we strongly suspect that that's just a false uh, narrative. And we took the demands of the residents to the management team at that time, which was Century. And then, but the uh, the residents was hesitant about going public. So they pulled back when there was a new management team, when the new management team came in and uh, they did not make many of the changes uh, that was necessary in terms of maintenance of the building, including elevators not functioning. This was a 19 story building and just uh, mold that had begun to accumulate, asbestos. And so then you had the crisis, as I mentioned earlier, on January the 15th, where you had the pipes burst again throughout the building, causing much flooding, loss of heat, and then the residents been having to be evacuated and not knowing where they will end up being settled. So, so many of them have no, may even become homeless. So to that end, our organization as a community advocacy stepped in and uh, we uh, helped uh, put out the public notice of needed supplies for the people, including the need for uh, non-perishable uh, food, uh, healthy snacks, water, uh, toiletries, coats and gloves, and et cetera. And, uh, Immediately, we donated over 100 cases of water, but we also held an evening, what we call an evening of giving, where a number of organizations did come and provide needed supplies for them. And more importantly than anything, though, I'm proud to say that our organization has secured legal representation for uh, the residents, whereby we're, uh, our attorney has filed a class action suit based on the past practice of negligence of the owners and the management team, as well as trying to have an injunction whereby they're not having to be constantly removed from uh, the places where they have been put up as far as shelter. 
and the city has finally stepped in. And I have to give us a, 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 a salute also to the local Urban League here has stepped in to also help. But the point I'm trying to make is, as you just said, Carl, our people got to step up when there's a crisis in our community. And, and having to be with these seniors and seeing the psychological trauma of not knowing where they're going to be having uh, to place their heads in terms of shelter going into the future is very traumatic. I mean, it's, it's really been a heartbreaking experience, but we have to step up. And if uh, I hope what I've said is an inspiration to those in Baltimore, as you mentioned, if you got these are elderly people, they, they are our grandmothers, our mothers. How can we sit back and not do what we're supposed to do as a community? So I just wanted to share that experience right here in St. Louis. You couple a hundred and uh, it has been a hundred and sixty plus residents displaced at the Heritage House. Then, as I mentioned earlier, at another nursing facility, there's a hundred and seventy of the uh, of them having to be displaced on a moment's notice into 14 other different sites, a top of 184 people, mostly black people, being hired at that facility. That's over about 400-some people right recently that has been Im impacted by facilities owned by people outside our community that don't give a damn about our people. And so we got to rise up and do what we got to do as far as providing uh, the safety net for our people. All right. A bunch of folks want to talk to you 27 minutes after the top there. Let's go to line three. Bill's calling from Baltimore. Bill, good morning. You're on with Brother Zaki Baroudi. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Bill there on line three. Yes, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Can Bill. you hear me? Yes, first, thank you. And Zaki, first, I just want to thank you, man, for all the many years of leadership and commitment you have uh, demonstrated. But Zaki, this morning, I just want to ask you a, a, a question. Because I, I, I know that you was uh, standing there with uh, Kim Gordon, with Ms. Uh, Mosley, our state's attorney, our past state's attorney, traveled to St. Louis to stand with Kim Gardner. You know, it's those of us here in Baltimore organizing to support uh, Ms. Mosley as she's going through uh, her legal troubles. So I just wanted you to kind of talk about Kim Gardner because sometimes people just don't see the uh, connection in terms of what's happening across this head country to black leadership and black female leadership. And a lot of us kind of uh, don't support them because, you know, the media paint them with a broad brush to make people think that they done done something wrong. So could you talk about Kim Gardner so that we can kind of tie into Marilyn Mosley? 
I, I appreciate that, Bill, and I, I salute you for the work that you have constantly done, both here in St. Louis and in Baltimore. But before I even comment on uh, Camp Gardner, you made me uh, reflect on uh, uh, one of the powerful statements of uh, Brother Malcolm X, also known as uh, Malik El uh, Shabazz. Uh, and he quoted, and this is when you mentioned about the media, the media is the most powerful entity on earth. They have the power to make the innocent guilty and make the guilty innocent, and that's power because they control the minds of the masses. And I say that because, as you just mentioned, Kim Gardner, who uh, we elected in the year 2016, uh, came into office with a most progressive uh, agenda to uh, reshape the office of uh, the uh, St. Louis City prosecutor with a positive social agenda. Uh, But Upon her taking office, she had to confront a couple of most powerful issues, and one being the current, uh, at that time, sitting governor of the state of Missouri, Eric Greitens, who many people had was projecting as a future Republican presidential candidate, uh, 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 was accused, and uh, she filed charges against him for photographing a woman that he was involved with, a married woman, uh, uh, photos of her. And she went after him, and her investigation eventually led to him uh, having to resign. Uh, And based on that, uh, uh, many of his attorneys made a commitment that they would make her stay at the office uh, like hell. And they came after her. She also came in with an agenda that she was not going to take any testimony from known uh, police officers who had a record of mistreating black people in the community. So she had what was called an exclusionary uh, list. And she also went after a killer cop, Jason Stockley, who was chasing a, a person of color and you could be heard over the intercom say that when we catch this MF, we're going to kill him. And they caught the brother, and they end up shooting him to death. So uh, as well as she uh, helped free a brother who had been falsely accused of murder and had been in prison for a number of years. So, you know, the powers that be didn't want her in office. They went after tremendously. As an organization, of course, we stepped in and was very supportive of her, along with um, uh, a number of other organizations under the Community Justice Coalition. The tie-in, I say all that because Marilyn Mosley, along with uh, about six or seven other uh, uh, sisters who were prosecutors from across the country, and that was one of the proudest moments of uh, activism for, uh, for my own self, came to support her at a public uh, rally, which included Marilyn Mosby. And as we know, Marilyn Mosby was in the forefront of uh, pushing for the prosecution of those uh, officers who uh, led, who uh, had caused the death of Freddie Gray. So there's a pattern here in this country. The pattern is that anytime you have strong black women stand up, for the rights of our people, they come under attack. And it's very interesting 
the attack on Marilyn Mosby, because this is a federal crime, from what I'm understanding, led by the Department of Justice, led by whom? The President of the United States, who is Joe Biden. And this is not the only sister that has come under attack through his administration. It includes a recently elected uh, sister named Cori Bush, who is under investigation by the Department of Justice. And I submit the subliminal reason that Cori Bush is under attack because she took a forward position that there should be a ceasefire in Gaza, of which uh, your president, Joe Biden, has been pushing in terms of support for Israel when over 27,000 innocent people have been slaughtered in Gaza. So we have to really, as a race of people, analyze those people who are supposed to be with us but have hidden genders. And I submit that uh, it's... Uh, uh, and, right, and, 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 and hold that thought right there, uh, Brother Zaki, because oh, we got to take a short break. I'll let you finish your thought when oh, we get back. And we've got a bunch of folks who want to talk to you as well. Oh, Family, okay. you want to join this conversation with Brother Zaki? Reach out to us at 800 450 7876. Your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, or information is power. And good morning once again, family. 21 minutes away from the top there. I'm, as we mentioned, the weather is kind of nasty out there. So if you're on the roads, please drive carefully out there. Anywhere on the East Coast, though, from uh, listeners from D.C. all the way up to New York City, it's, it's, uh, it's raining in some parts and it's snowing in some parts as well. Our guest is the President General of the Universal African People's Organization, Wanzaki Baruti. They're based in St. Louis. Before we go back to him, though, let me just remind you, coming up in the next few days, uh, metaphysician Dr. B is going to join us, also the founder of the Pan-African Heritage Museum, be brother Kojo Yanka is going to be with us too. He's going to be coming to us either from Accra or Cape Coast in Ghana. And also chemitologist Tony Browder will be here as well. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure your radio's locked in tight on 1010 WLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Brother Zaki, I've got a bunch of folks who want to talk to you. So I'll let you finish your thought, though, before we take your calls. Okay. Uh, this... Can uh, call? Go ahead. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me just finish up with this. And, and thank you so very much. And then first first and foremost, Maryland has not been uh, prosecuted in uh, Florida where she brought properties. They they decided to try to ch- uh, charge her here in Maryland. But could you just talk about Zaki? Because Friday we have a bus going to Greenbelt to uh, support Maryland as uh, her or, her uh, attorney is going to argue a motion to uh, file for acquittal. Could you just talk in terms of the importance of having thousands of people and hundreds of people to, to, to go out to the courthouse to support this here woman and what it means when we turn out as citizenship to support her? All right. Thanks, Bill. Okay. Uh, it's extremely important to turn out masses of people to support those who are in the, on the front line of speaking truth to power and trying to implement programs that address uh, the issues of mass incarceration, that address the uh, situations of police officers acting as vigilantes against us as a people. I always say some of these officers 
or have switched the white from white robes to the blue robes in, in, in uh, uniforms that is to kill our people. So it's just uh, it's it's just important that we stand up for folks who are on the side of for justice and equality for us as a people. So for those that's in the Baltimore area, I would encourage you to turn out in massive numbers in support of uh, Miss Marilyn Mosby. And also, again, I want to remind people uh, in that she's under federal uh, charges. That's under the leadership of the Department of Justice headed by Joe Biden, which, again, uh, you see uh, similar attacks for uh, our congressman uh, led by the Justice Department under the leadership of uh, Joe Biden when the congresswoman here has stood up very firmly to say that that should have been a ceasefire in Gaza because of the uh, the thousands of children and women being uh, unmercifully shot, I mean, bombed and killed in Gaza. So, uh, you know, Malcolm X used to always say, again, quoting him, El-Hajj Malik El-Shabazz, that in terms of political parties, one is a wolf, one is a, a, a fox, but they both do what? Eat you. So I just wanted to put that out there for people to consider. All right. Let's take some calls. 18 away from the top. There are Tyrone's on line one. He's in Baltimore. Good morning, Tyrone. Yes. Good morning, Cole. I just wanted to say that um, Marilyn says that uh, Kim Gardner is a very good friend, and that's why she was there to stand for her, and she knows the woman's strong, and uh, she's uh, out to, to do justice, regardless of race, whatever. But um, Marilyn Mosby, I just want people to know that Marilyn Mosby has been under a probe by the FBI since the very great murders. I mean, and uh, and it's more it's more than about the six guys that that um in the Freddie Gray murders. She's um, prosecuted corrupt cops all over the the, the Baltimore City Police Department. We have police here selling drugs, uh, committing burglaries, armed robberies, and uh, and things like that that were actually caught doing this stuff. Okay, so we can't have officers like that running around doing doing these type of things. They've also the FBI has also went to their schools, the children's schools, and interviewed the teachers and the administrators. This is sort of like COINTELPRO. I want people to understand that. And the media, as we know, was a part of the COINTELPRO program. So as, as the, your guest indicated, the media, and as Malcolm indicated, the, the media has awesome power to convince people that people who are innocent are guilty. And so we got to remember that we need to support this sister. And uh, also her lawyer uh, sent out a request for a proposal. They still, I mean, not a request, a request for information to find out um, who, um, I mean, how long this pros been going on or whatever. And uh, this uh, this thing started under Trump, but Joe Biden has not rescinded it, as your guest indicated. So we need to, to maybe put some pressure on Biden to find out whether or not, you know, this thing can be rescinded or, or even drop or thrown out because people shouldn't be uh, persecuted. I didn't, I didn't say prosecuted, persecuted because they're doing their job, you know, protecting citizens. And it's important that we show out on um, uh, Friday, February 16th, 2024, at 10.30 at, at uh, the Federal Courthouse at 6500 Cherrywood Lane, Greenbelt, Maryland, 20770. 6500 Cherrywood Lane, Greenbelt, Maryland, 20770. This is a call for, to action. Also, we have a bus leaving, if you're in Baltimore, we have a bus leaving New Shiloh Baptist Church, 2100 North Monroe Street, Baltimore, Maryland. 
between 9.15 and 9.30. If you get there at 9.30, it's going to probably be too late. We need you to show up, and we, we recommend that um, if you're willing to carpool, bring your cars to, uh, and you're in Baltimore, bring your cars to New Shallow first by 9 o'clock. And then we're going to take you to the seniors and the women first, and then um, everybody else. Um, thank you for the opportunity, call, and you're doing an excellent right, job. Thanks, Tyrone. Let me, let me ask Brother Saki this, though. Brother Saki, if you, if you could speak to Marilyn Mosby right now, and what would you tell her? What sort of advice would you give her going to, with the obstacles that she's facing? Well, uh, you know, she, please stand strong. Um, that's basically, you know, just stand strong and firm, and uh, justice uh, will prevail. So, uh, and that uh, she has my prayers and the prayers of others, but beyond prayers, as Tyrone just mentioned, we have to have visible support. And so I encourage everybody that's in the Baltimore area to, uh, as he mentioned, Tyrone, and I think I've mentioned it before as it relates to uh, Kim Gartner, she came in with a program of trying to put an end to the kind of police violence that occurs too many times in our community. By uh, most times uh, in, in the sad situation that you normally have a disproportionate number of white officers working in our community uh, that uh, takes number one jobs away from us and they bring in the mentality, KKK mentality on the job set. And she was trying to counter that. And as I had said earlier, one of the proudest moments that uh, I felt was when I saw the unity and the solidarity of about it was about seven or eight strong black women who were prosecutors from across this country that stood with Kim. So it's just a call that we got to stand with those who stand with us. And so well, let me I, jump in and ask you this though, brother Zaki, because we're asking them to, uh, to 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 you know discuss the same the the, the unit that they're going after. They, they, they were trained as as attorneys. They know the law. They know how it works, and and they now they're at the mercy of the law that they that, that they worked in because they know all the, the the little tricks that the, the that attorneys do. They know that game, but now they're dependent on on the, that same system that they're fighting against to support them. I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, well, we're in a contradictory situation as a race of people. Uh, we are a minority that is under actually the control of the majority, which by and large uh, don't want us to be in full equality with you know themselves as the governors of this uh, country. So we, in a sense, bound by some of their rules and regulations that they apply, uh, how should I, subjectively, or uh, uh, I'm looking for a word, uh, like they don't charge some of their own with some of the charges they that they put upon us. Selective prosecution, shall I say, and uh, and that selective prosecution is based on uh, if uh, those in power from our community speaks tr- truth to power, then they try to eliminate those uh, strong voices. Now, if you're not a strong voice, then a lot of times you don't come under that selective prosecution. Marilyn was one of those strong voices for change, so she came under attack, just as Kim Gardner came under attack. 
just as another sister that her name fails me in another state has come out of attack that was removed, I believe, in Florida, if my memory serves me right. So that's what happens in America. Anytime anybody black, and the brother Tyrone made mention of the COINTEL program. You had that COINTEL program that came into existence at the height of the formation of the Black Panther Party, where they systematically went to destroy the Panther Party with uh, misinformation, planting guns, and just outright brutality on the party in, in which they were able to succeed. Even uh, another a uh, case that we need to have our eyes on as a public is the case of the Uhura Three, uh, uh, of which uh, they are going after Chairman O'Malley Yesatelli, which, by the way, uh, for uh, uh, some charges as if they were working for uh, the Russian government, I'm talking about the Uhura Three, when uh, this man has had a history of speaking truth to power about the conditions of us as a people. And again, I want to remind people, because he was very critical, uh, the Uhura Three, of uh, the United States foreign policy spending billions of dollars in Ukraine, but then he becomes indicted. And that trial is the kickoff in September, uh, first week in September, I believe, in Tampa. And again, that's under the Biden administration. So we have to be clear in terms of who are our friends and our enemies. And as one last point I just want to make, you know, they just passed that $95 billion or so uh, foreign aid package, of which $60 billion is going to Ukraine, $14 billion going to Israel. And uh, for our organization, we took a firm position at a recent press conference that those dollars should, instead of going to those countries, ought to be reparations for black folks here in this country for the crimes uh, and the atrocities against us as an enslaved people and through Jim Crowism, through even the present-day oppression that occurs right here today. So we have to uh, have our eyes wide open and be prepared, more critically than anything, like Kwame Teray used to say, we got to organize, organize, organize. So, you know, my message consistently to my people, those who are listening to you, and I know it's thousands are listening to you, don't be complicit in the crimes against the people of the world and ourselves by not being organized. Everybody needs to be part in, of an organization that speaks truth to power and has a track record. All right, eight away from the top there. Rick's calling us from D.C. He's on line four. Good morning, Rick. You're on with Brother Zaki. Uh, good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear. Go ahead. Can you hear me? Good morning. Good morning. Hello? Good morning. Good morning. Rick, we can hear you, Rick. Please, go ahead. Good we're, morning. We're coming on a break. Good morning. It's a delay. It's a delay. Well, well again, so well, let me just say this, because we, we, we're wasting time here. We're coming up on a break. So hold on, Rick. Okay. And please okay. listen on the telephone. Don't listen on the radio. There's a delay system here because, you know, we've got more than one radio station and we, and we have to have delays in case somebody says something inappropriate. So please, if you're listening, listening to us, please listen to us on the telephone because then it's delaying and we waste a lot of time. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. 
In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 800-450-7876, number to call. Speak to Brother Zaki Broody from the, the President General of the Universal African People's Organization. As I mentioned, we've got to take a short break. We'll be back in four minutes, though, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WLB. If you're in the DMV, you're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power. And good morning, family, and thanks for rolling with us all morning long. This is Black Love Day. That's what we're doing. We, do, we practice Black Love 365, but today is Black Love Day, so everyone show some love for each one of us. Our guest is the President General of the Universal African People's Organization, Isaki Brood. He's based in St. Louis. Before we left, we're speaking with Rick on line four, calling from the district. Uh, Rick, again, good morning. You're on with Brother Zaki. Good morning, Carl, and I want to say Thank you, and uh, my deepest apologies, not really apologies, but I just didn't understand how things work. And now that you told me about the delay, but I'll be intensely awaiting the lessons and listening to this program of why I'm doing it. I'm doing other things on, on listening to you. So when you click over, it takes me a minute to get off of the other line to go over to speak with you. But with that being said, and with my apologies, I want to say to ask the guest this, I want to thank him so very much for, uh, you know, uh, uh, continuing and enlightening uh, me and many others on deepest levels. But I just wanted to ask, how did we get like this, right? Because as I came in from work 2 o'clock in the morning sitting in the car, I saw a cat, a cat that was uh, out in the cold. And I was thinking to ourselves, how can we be, concerned so much about an animal and if you leave your dog out in the cold the news is on the air and you're going to get locked up but we have 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 how conscious has been seared enough and that um put our fellow human beings more higher than uh, uh dogs and cats so that's the first question but i, I think that's another miseducation another uh part of um hoodwink that um, we've got to step over and step up our conscious and make sure that that could be us at any given time. So uh, am I my brother's keeper, right? So as I was had toothpicks in my eyes, 2 o'clock in the morning, looking at this cat and saying, hey, i got to call the Humane Society, how much concern do we have about our fellow brothers and sisters? And when this brother has laid down and fallen on the sword to bring this to the forefront and to enlighten us and for you to have him on. I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much because you, you're lifting my consciousness so I can go up on another level. And I, I thank you. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, Rick. Uh, Brother Zaki, they, they basically you're saying have we care more for animals than we care for, our pe- for, for human beings. Your response. Uh, it's bad to say there are many in our community that... Uh, uh, does not have the empathy for one another as they should. Uh, that's that's just a sad reality. 
And that's based on, we have to understand, I have always maintained this viewpoint, that ever since that we were captured and enslaved in this country, that we have been suffering through low-intensity warfare. And part of warfare is psychological damage. And they went through a, a whole host of uh, means of psychologically damaged our people. I'm going to use an example, a personal example. Uh, when growing up, and I grew up in a very impoverished area in the East St. Louis, we had the outside toilet, outside water faucet. In fact, uh, but we had a great neighborhood, okay? And uh, our home, uh, I'm the oldest of 10, had the first black and white TV on the block. And many of my friends would come over and look at, you know, the TV with us. But one of our favorite movies or programs was Tarzan and Lone Ranger. And I never forget, my my good brother, Stokely Carmichael, came to East St. Louis to speak. And I was about 17 years of age. And he was using the example of how we had been psychological damaged with, like, the movie of Tarzan. Here you got a little scroungy white boy in the uh, so-called jungle, uh, controlling the animals and whipping black folks. When he said that, a light bulb went into my head saying, damn, I've been tricked and hoodwinked. And that's how many of us have been tricked and hoodwinked through the massive propaganda that is 24-7 here in this country. And so, uh, so there have been systematic efforts of different icons in our community to change that narrative, but of course they came under attack. And three of those icons that our organization celebrate yearly include Dr. King, and we commemorate the assassination date of Dr. King. And mind you, Dr. King was assassinated on April 4th, 1968, exactly one year after he gave that famous speech in New York uh, uh, Riverside Church, I believe, where he was critical of the Vietnam War. Also, just another point on Dr. King, and his death was during the administration of a Democrat, uh, Lyndon Johnson. But also, I'm sure he came under attack also because he made this powerful statement. And one day we must ask the question, why are there 40 million poor people in America? And when you begin to ask that question, you are raising questions about the economic system, about a broader distribution of wealth. When you ask that question, you begin to question the capitalist economy. And so when he began to broaden his viewpoint, not just in terms of uh, integration uh, of us into this society, but he began to question the foreign policy. Uh, of this country, uh, which probably led to his death, and the economic policy of this uh, uh, country, which led to his death. You see the same thing with Malcolm X uh, and his brilliant analysis, especially when he went to Africa and the Middle East and came back saying that this is a, a broader structure, I mean, struggle international. He was assassinated in 1965 under, again, a Democratic administration at that time. And then the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, who was the greatest organizer of black people in this country. And he came under attack 
because of his many powerful statements that included Africans are raising the cries of Africa for the Africans, those at home and those abroad, which is still applicable today. And that's why even, and I always encourage people to keep an eye out on what's happening in three key Western African countries. Those key is Niger, Burkina Faso, and Mali, because you have had some bloodless coups and you have had new leadership that has come into power saying that we are no longer going to allow the the Western powers, including France, to just come in and exploit our natural resources, including uranium and et cetera, for their prosperity. And uh, I'm sure, just as they attacked Gaddafi, that those leadership would probably come under attack at some point in time. That's why I encourage everybody to open up your eyes, not only for the domestic situation that we're involved in, but have an international perspective. Going back to that aid to Israel, billions of dollars, we as a race of people, the Jewish population here in this country is less than 3 to 2%. We are, they say, 14% of the population. Therefore, we put in 14% of the tax dollars into the coffers of the United States government, but we don't get those benefits back. So that, again, speaks to what I've been saying over and over again. Black people got to get organized and begin to have a force that can exert power on the powers to be uh, for changes in both the foreign policy of this country and the domestic policy of this country. All right. And away from the top of the hour, let's keep rolling. A bunch of folks want to speak with Brother Zaki. Sister Sheena's calling us. She's in Baltimore. She's on line six. Good morning, Sister Sheena. You're on with Brother Zaki Baruti. Good morning, Brother Haki and Brother Paul. I am so thankful that you guys were able to take my call. Listen, this brother is tying it all in. The system is what we are up against. And um, here in Baltimore, we know we are teaming up with our sister, Merlin Mosby, that she came up against this system. And I want you all to just go back. It was nine years ago that this sister first came on attack. And remember the name, Larry Hogan, which was the governor at the time, who was a Republican governor, who cut her budget because she went after those officers. Okay, nine years. Now, that, that, bud, that money within that nine-year period that it took to come after her for her own money that we are now hearing, it is not a crime, okay? But our government has been able to charge her criminally, and now we're understanding that because the word knowingly was not on the verdict, the jury didn't get that as instructions as to why they should find her not guilty beyond a reasonable doubt because the word knowingly or intention is the basis of a crime. So this thing is real deep, and and I want us to – I'm just so thankful you have this program because with what's happening with the seniors, many know, many has a a show here in Baltimore called Seniors Taking Action, but I have a very, very heavy heart for our seniors. My parents are deceased. I don't have children, so when I have time, I try and help our seniors because many of them, that's our wisdom, that's our knowledge, that they are being neglected and traumatized as well, and so – Separating the children from the seniors, this is why they're able to have individuals who are not listening to those of us. There was hundreds of us in that courtroom with our sister Marilyn Mosby. We saw that she's being bamboozled in railroads. Okay, we, we witnessed 
all of the evidence. And as we began to bring it to our sisters and brothers across the airways, they began to shut us down. Now, we were present. This, this is the job they've done on us, Brother Haji. We were present in that courtroom, and we said, no, this is her money. There is nothing illegal about a husband and wife exchanging their finances. So we, we witnessed the evidence, and it is very, very sad that thousands have not came from all over because this we're on a time frame, and I get it. We gotta, we, I agree with you, brother. We got to go local and international, and we got to connect the dots. But right now, we're on a time frame on February the 16th at 10.30 a.m., 6500 Cherrywood Lane in Greenbelt, Maryland. I'm going to say that again. February the 16th at 10.30, 6500 Cherrywood Lane, and there will be a bus for those who do not have transportation to drive at 2100 North Monroe Street, which is the new Shiloh Church. We need to pack the highways, and if we just got standing room only out the courthouse into the parking lot, we need to show up because this sister is innocent. Right. All right, let's give him a chance to respond. Thank you, Sister Sheena and Brother Zaki. I love y'all so much. I appreciate you. All righty. Thank you, Sister Sheena. Brother Zaki, you want to respond to anything she said? I just want to send out a strong shout-out to Sister Sheena. And pray that uh, the spirit uh, that she shared in terms of the necessity of people turning out in masses of numbers for uh, Marilyn Mosby become a reality. So uh, I just uh, ditto everything that she said to it. So, uh, right. and I hope that uh, again for all the sisters that's listening, this is a it's a sister that's under attack. Show yeah. out and turn out, as well as black men. We got to protect our sisters. Show out. Thank you. Turn out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we're coming up on a break. So uh, thank you, Sister Sheena. Thank you for sharing that with us. Family, our guest is Brother Zaki Brody. Brother Zaki is from St. Louis. He's the President General of the Universal African People's Organization. And they've got a newspaper out that's online, too. So, uh, Brother Zaki, before you leave, I want you to tell folks, because they they need to read the newspaper, some of the articles that's in that newspaper. I had a chance to read it uh, yesterday. So please share that with us. Make sure you share that with us before. And, of course, today is Black Love Day. And this is uh, is what we're celebrating all day long. But we do it here every single day when it comes to black folks, because if we don't love each other, who's going to love us? And that's the bottom line. It's just something that we've recognized. But we got to take a short break here. When we come back, though, we've got some more people want to talk to you. Charles III in D.C. is up next. He wants to talk to you as well. Family, you want to join this conversation with Brother Zaki, reach out to us. Our telephone number is simple. It's 800-450-7876. And we'll take your phone calls in four minutes right here in Baltimore on 1010 WLB. If you're in the DMV, we're rolling on FM 95.9. And AM 1450, WOL, where information is power. And good morning, family. 19 minutes after the top of the hour. Again, if you're out there this morning, it's uh, drive carefully. It's raining and snowing in some of our cities, so please be careful out there. Uh, our guest is Brother Zaki Brody. Brother Zaki is the President General of the Universal African People's Organization. I mentioned they're based in St. Louis, and some folks are ready willing to talk to him. Let's go to Charles III. He's on line three. Charles is in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Charles. You're on with Brother Zaki. Hey, good morning, Brother Carl, and uh, thanks for taking my call. 
I just want to make a couple of comments and a question uh, there. Uh, first, I want to say uh, I don't think people really understand how the Kim Gardner situation really does parallel Marilyn Mosby, and, and not just those two, but he, all of the progressive uh, states' attorney generals and prosecutors. Uh, one of the things they were doing with Kim Gardner, because they couldn't get her on a type of case uh, that they got Marilyn Mosley, uh, is that they were removing her powers. The state <clears throat> was in the process of trying to take over the power of the prosecutor in St. Louis, uh, the governor and the people in the state, because they were blaming her for the crime that was being committed and her inability to prosecute him. But what came out later where the police were refusing to testify against the criminals because she identified rogue cops. And they said, so what we see, these people are willing to break laws to remove people. And these are, this is all a part of our so-called law enforcement. And they sat back and broke laws, would not testify just to make Kim Gardner look bad. And so here, here's my take on this. I believe the need for rogue cops is important to keep the prison industrial complex rolling and all of the judges and people who are paid because one of the things with the legalization of marijuana across the country and all of these cities is you're eliminating the trumped up charges and the small things that were putting brothers into prison. So now they've got to find other ways to feed that system. And so what they're doing is these progressive prosecutors are getting in the way and cutting off the money. So they'll go after them like a Kim Gardner with meritless charges. So it's a bigger issue than that. It's similar to if you look at Detroit, D.C., and New Orleans, what they did is they all were gentrified cities, but to get rid of the impediments, they sent all of their mayors to jail. And so, again, we've got to understand. And so finally, my question uh, is as a St. Louis, and, and I grew up in the neighborhood where they closed the what we call the old DePaul Hospital on Highland and King's Highway, is that that area is about to, is quietly, undergoing gentrification. And that was a, the largest building in the neighborhood that I, I'm convinced they're going to make in the condos because they have a North to Delmore plan in place. And I still have a family home there and we're constantly being asked to sell our property. So I'm asking Brother Ike, what is the, what are they doing also to fight off the gentrification? that's quietly happening in St. Louis City. And uh, that's it. And Brother Carl, can I listen? Because I I don't have access to a radio. Can I listen to his comment before? Yeah, I, I have Kevin put you on hold. Thanks, Charles. Okay. Just put him on hold, Kevin. Go ahead, Brother Zaki. I just want to thank Charles for also bringing an addition on the points that he made uh, around Kim Gardner. Also, I want to add... Uh, um, that she came under really tremendous attack also for an incident in which a young man was uh, who uh, 
was um, on ankle monitor um, before his trial caused an accident which led to the amputation of a uh, young lady's uh, legs. And she was accused of allowing him to be out of jail and uh, whereas the uh, on bond, where she had asked the judge, it came out a little later to revoke his bond, you know, and uh, but they used that as a pretense where they piled up on her. As it relates to the question of gentrification and uh, organization, uh, again, uh, working with the Heritage House uh, situation on 2800 and Olive, uh, many people are saying that uh, there was an effort of poor maintenance to force those residents out of the, that 19-story facility for gentrification process. We have not been totally engaged in the fight against gentrification because there's been so many battles that we've been on on the forefront, and we just don't have enough soldiers to address all of the issues that are before us. So, uh, But we're well aware of that gentrification process that's taken place. In fact, uh, the old DePaul building, and I had addressed that earlier, that was closed, as a minute, had been turned into a nursing facility, and was closed on a last-minute uh, notice, which they had to uh, replace. I mean, uh, uh, over 170 of the residents there had to uh, be removed was another example of the gentrification process that's taken place in St. Louis. And, uh, and, and our congresswoman spoke very vividly against that and is calling for an investigation of that process of that nursing home closing. So I hope I answered your question. But also, Carl, just uh, you were asking me uh, prior to the break to give the information out about our newspaper. Uh, number one, uh, we usually send a shipment of papers to Baltimore, which Bill Gooden usually distribute for us. But people can go to our website, which is www uapo.org and that's www.uapo.org and uh, once they go on the uh, website they can click where uh, we have uh, uh, one of uh, uh, the African News World that section of our website and then they can uh, view some of the past editions of our paper which is a quarterly paper also if I may as a way of trying to educate our people we do a internet TV slash podcast, which is called Conversation with Zaki Baruti, and people can just Google that Conversation with Zaki Baruti, and they can get some of our past shows, which is a half-hour show, and we kind of do it in conjunction with one of the local uh, homeless advocates, uh, a minister named uh, Reverend Larry Rice, who, by the way, is a white minister, but he's real progressive speaking on the, the issues of homelessness. So uh, those are the ways that uh, they can get our newspaper and see our broadcast. 
All right, 28 after the top. Before I take another call, we, we haven't mentioned Cori Bush because I know you, you helped get her elected. Now she's under attack because she spoke out about defund the police, and now they're, they're saying that she's using, you, I guess, using money inappropriately to uh, to uh, set up a security for, her, for herself when she comes to St. Louis because when she's in Washington, D.C., she has a, a security as a congressperson, but when she's in D, uh, uh, when she's back home in St. Louis, she doesn't have that. So she she got her own security. What is going on there? Is she is she are they attacking her because she's a member of the so-called squad and the, these uh, uh, right wing zealots are going after all the members of the squad or do they or do they have a case against her? McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. First of all, uh, she was cleared by a congressional um, committee because, you know, they raised that issue uh, early before she was under formal investigation by the, the Department of Justice. And she was cleared completely by, I guess, both uh, unanimously by uh, the committee that composed of both Democrats and Republicans. But now, uh, as you mentioned, she has also now come under scrutiny by the Department of Justice, which, again, I submit this Department of Justice is under whom? Biden. Biden is a strong, staunch ally of Israel. Cori Bush took a position of, uh, that there ought to be a ceasefire along with some of the other squad members. And as you know, uh, there's a, what is called an Israeli lobby, I think it's called APAC, that has made a commitment of raising over $100 million trying to target those uh, uh, members of, quote-unquote, the squad. And she has come under attack from the so-called progressive administration of Biden, along with right-wing people, because she— as a former activist in the Ferguson uprising, uh, was a supporter of defund the police, which in actuality was saying, you know, that needs to be serious reform and accountability of police officers working in our community. So she's, uh, along with that, she's getting uh, uh, thousands of death threats. And I know how that feels, because as an activist, you know, as an example, heck, I uh, someone called our office and said, boom, you're dead, nigger. So that comes with the territory. But as uh, uh, as a sister, 
uh, you know, she uh, uh, had to take those uh, death threats seriously. So uh, one of part of her security detail was her new uh, husband, and uh, they're trying to uh, use insinuate that uh, is uh, how would I say that uh, you know that she is paying her husband and using the money illegally. But who would you first and and, and the deal on her husband? is that he uh, uh, has a military background where, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, part of the special forces, uh, he's he's really uh, has a skilled uh, background in uh, military uh, uh, operations. So who best to guard her is someone who loves her. And so they're just trying to use that as, uh, in my estimation, as a false pretense to get rid of her, uh, as I see it, in my mind, on two levels. The right-wing police forces, because she's been speaking out about the need for reform of the police department, and then the so-called administration of Biden for her strong positions calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. And then last but not least on Corey, I'm proud to say that she received her initial political baptism uh, through our organization concept around proportionate political representation, where we say that we need to begin to challenge for these very powerful positions, such as U.S. senators and governors. And in 2016, we asked her to run for the United States Senate, uh, which she did, and she did an extremely great job. And then uh, the following uh, two years, she uh, challenged the incumbent at that time, William Lacey Clay uh, Jr., and so uh, and defeated him the second time that she went against him. And she's been very outspoken. And just like Marilyn Mosby, just like uh, Kim Gardner and other sisters, even Fannie Willis down in Georgia, uh, uh, you know, is now, I believe, under investigation, too. Anytime you have strong folks, be it women or men, then you are subject to attack by the powers to be in this country, be it Republican or Democrat. All right, hold that thought right there. We've got to take a quick break. And let, probably later next time we'll tell what the, the attack on Cori Bush because uh, they're running a candidate against her. Maybe we can get into that next time because it falls before the election, the, the local elections right. in St. Louis. 800-450-7876. Speak to Brother Zaki Baruti. We'll take your phone calls in four minutes, though, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL where information is power. And good morning once again, family. 22 minutes away from the top of the hour with our guest, Brother Zaki Baruti. Brother Zaki is the President General of the Universal African People's Organization based in St. Louis. Before we go back to him and your phone calls, let me just remind you, coming up in the next few days, uh, metaphysician Dr. B is going to join us. Also, the founder of the Pan-African Heritage Museum, Brother Kojo Yanka, is going to be here from, uh, from Ghana or the Cape Coast or Accra. Uh, the issue there is, is that the Ghana, the, the UK and some other countries stole some of the Ghana, uh, artifacts from Ghana and now they're returning them. So this is what they're talking about. They, don't, they want to give them all back. So uh, Brother, brother uh, Kojo is going to give us an update on that. And also chemitologist. 
Tony Browder will be here as well. So if you're in Baltimore, make sure that your radio's locked in real tight on 1010 WLB. Or if you're in the DMV, of course, you're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450 WOL. Also on all these other channels, the HD3 HD channels of all the Radio 1 stations in Washington, D.C. Also in Baltimore as well. So if you got HD in your car, just flip over. You can hear us and you can go all over. You can go anywhere with it. <laughs> Let's put it that way, simply. But anyway, we got some more folks who want to speak with Brother Zaki. Christian's calling from Malibu. He's on line one. Good morning, Christian. Good morning, gentlemen. This guy right here, he's a real brother, man. I, I love this guy. Uh, he'll tell the truth and nothing but the truth. And I have uh, three questions I want to ask, but I'm really speaking to those 15 to 30-year-olds who are just coming into our own. We have the worst president in the history of the United States right now. They're killing those people over there. They're using phosphorus bombs. A phosphorus bomb is at 1,500 degrees. They drop it around three to 400 feet, and it heats up the air because it's oxygen. And we are humans. We're 70% oxygen. So if you're in the vicinity because you're under the bomb, you're going to get it burnt up. When you look at the stove, uh, and that blue flame on, on the stove is at 212. We're talking about 1,500 degrees, and they're killing these people. And you don't hear anybody saying that. Hakeem Jeffries, uh, Kamala Harris, we need some real people to stand up. This guy is terrible. So the first question is, this guy, can we get this guy out of here, Biden? He's terrible. Well, you want me to respond? Of course, uh, uh, you can get him out by voting uh, against him. Uh, but uh, the major choice, it's like uh, a wolf and a fox for real, because then the, uh, the other major candidate is Trump. But for me, I am going to vote, but I'm going to be voting for uh, a third-party candidate or submit my own name as a presidential candidate, because no way, like you say, He's committing, he's committing a supporting murder. And that takes me back. I like to always quote some of the icons of our community. And, uh, and again, I want to go to uh, what Malcolm said. Uh, you are not to be so blind with patriotism that you can't face reality. Wrong is wrong, no matter who does it or says it. And uh, Biden is totally wrong on that issue of supporting Israel. Which, by the way, uh, in latter part of December, the United Nations, uh, the General Assembly, overwhelmingly voted to sanction uh, or uh, spoke out against what is taking place in Gaza. Overwhelmingly, 100 plus versus about eight countries voting to support Israel. Uh, mind you, and the United States was on the side of the minority of about seven or eight of countries saying they support. So the majority of the countries of the world see clearly what is taking place in uh, Gaza as genocide. Again, though, we have administration, like many past administrations, that stands solely in support of Israel. And uh, that's a shame, but that's part of the foreign policy. That's part of why we need to expose what they're doing there, and not just there. This country has its hands. This country has over 80-plus military outposts throughout the world, uh, fostering many times different coups. Uh, you know, you took me back in history when uh, Patrice Lumumba became 
the first black elected president of Congo, who had a hand in overthrowing him and having him killed, the CIA, Central Intelligence Agency of this country. When Iran had a progressive president elected in 1952, who overthrew that progressive president uh, was the CIA. When you look at in Chile, the uh, elected president, Allende, uh, uh, was overthrown through the work of the CIA. Uh, the United States has been condemned by other countries of foster of the embargo in Cuba, where Cuba has a very large black population, causing untold hardship of the on the Cuban people. Who's behind that? Of course, the United States. So this country is guilty, not just of oppressing us here in this country, but also people across the globe. So, uh, your second question. Right, and, and do us a favor, Christian, put those questions together because we've got, still got a bunch of folks who want to talk to Zaki so he can respond to both of them. Gotcha. That vote was 155 to 10 with 15 abstentions uh, against the war in Gaza. The second question is, is that uh, we have people that don't support us, and we need to ha- call them out so these young people can see who they are so they won't support people that are uh, clandestine. And the third question this gentleman, you were around, from your information, John F. Kennedy, uh, who's responsible for his death, as far as you know? All right. Thanks, Christian. Brother Zaki? Well, there's a little speculation. Some say the mafia <laughs> had him killed. Uh, uh, some say uh, Russia. I, I have no idea, you know, in terms of that particular intrigue. Uh, so I, I really can't speak on that. There's just a lot of different speculation. Uh, again, I have uh, I have no idea. All right, and the first first question, Christian, you still there? Yeah, man. What's the first, what was the other question? Because you, you you combine both questions and he just answered the second one. What was the first one? McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing in fact we can honestly say they're not new to chicken they're true to chicken the mccrispy only at mcdonald's Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Uh, We have to identify those people who are against our interests, like Jim Clyborne, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, they don't say nothing. They're against reparations and stuff, and they're, they're radio silent. And we don't need them in office. All right, let's give him a chance to respond. Thanks, Christian. Okay, I appreciate that. You know, and what I always say, and those are U.S. representatives uh, who are in the House of Representatives by and large, and we got four U.S. senators that are people of color. Uh, I always say that for those like yourself and others that's listening, then you need to challenge them. 
develop a progressive platform to uh, articulate how you feel that uh, the domestic policy of this country should be and the international policy. Because just criticizing people and not taking actions to replace them, to me, is, is, is just smoke. We have to create a movement that we hold everybody accountable who are elected to positions of power. And if they go astray, then it is our duty to try to get rid of them, to identify them. But we have to have people willing to take that step of challenging them. And that's why we salute Cori Bush. She was critical of the uh, leadership of uh, the former congressman, uh, Clay, uh, William Clay, uh, Lacey Clay, and she took the step of challenging her. And she came from the grassroots uh, position. So that's my challenge to everybody that's out there in the listening audience, along with, again and again, if you're not belonging to an organization, then shame on you, because we cannot just keep criticizing uh, what is happening without being organized. And so uh, that's uh, uh, my call. And, 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 And the shame of it, though, Carl, is many of the progressive organizations that exist out here, they lack the kind of membership that should be. And that's kind of almost criminal in in light of what we are dealing with as a race of people. Right. 12 away from the top of our brother, Zaki. Leo's calling us from Baltimore City. He's on line five. Good morning, Leo. You're on with brother Zaki Baroudi. Is Leo still with us on line five, Kevin? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead, Leo. Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Listen, uh, what happened, I know this is speculative, but what happened to the HBCU, historically black colleges and university student movements, and the social reform church, which was the pinnacle of the civil rights movement in the 60s. I was part of that. I was a freedom rider here in Maryland and civil rights leader. And did you know that Governor Larry Hogan, the former governor of Maryland, who's a Republican, a racist, rich white man, is running for the U.S. Senate, and he spearheaded in 2020 and 21 the attacks on Maryland Mosby with the support of the Fraternal Order of Police. Do we do we understand when we connect the dots how the Republicans and the Democrats are working hand in hand to destroy not only our sister but our existence as a people? All right, let's give him a chance to respond because we're racing the clock. Thanks, Leo, brother Zaki. Well, again, I, I I have no problem with the statement that he just made. You know, in terms of whether uh, Republican or Democrat they all still be attacking our people. And again, that's why I keep going back to Malcolm's statement of the wolf and the fox representing the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. And, right. you know, uh, 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 just a little tidbit, uh, real quick, uh, uh, Carl, when he was uh, speaking about the president of the Fraternal Order of Police, uh, part of attacking, never forget, uh, we were here in St. Louis pushing the concept of community control of the police department, and uh, we had proposed a bill up in the Missouri legislature, 
and the head of the local fraternal police order here uh, was in attendance to the hearing. And, you know, when you have a hearing, you got one side that speaks for a bill, one that speaks against. So we're speaking for the bill, you know, myself specifically. Then the uh, president of uh, the police order spoke against it. And you know what his rationale for speaking out against uh, the community control of the police department was real simple. He said that he's against it because Zaki Baruti is for it. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually on the record. So hmm. we have to understand. I keep wanting to emphasize to your audience, we're at war. This is low-intensity warfare. And we got to have some more soldiers that's on the battlefield. Just going back to what Charles was saying about are we involved in gentrification. It's so much out here. That, and we just don't have enough soldiers. And that's why, uh, uh, for whatever organization that you feel is out in the forefront of speaking truth to power, and if you don't feel any organization that's doing it, then you organize an organization that represents your feeling and attract those people of like-mindedness to your movement. But we got to have more people involved in the movement. And then on his question about the uh, HB, you know, the uh, black uh, college institutions, where are they at? What has happened? Too many people have become really complacent and comfortable with their own standard of living and say, I done made my, I, I, I'm okay. I'm not worrying about, you know, anybody else or they sit back in the TV and say, root for those activists that's out on the front and uh, just leave them to be addressing the issues. So those are some of the internal problems that we have to get involved in. I mean, try to uh, change. All right. We got about a minute left. So Smitty is on line four in Baltimore. Smitty, can you make it quick for us? Smitty there on line four. I heard you, Brother Cole. Yeah, go ahead, Brother real quick. Cole. Brother Cole. Brother Cole. Yes, sir. I heard you. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes, Brother Cole. One of the things I want to bring to our listening audience that the motion for acquittal is be February the 16th, and we need as many people as we could get down at 6,500 Charrywood, Charrywood Lane. Uh, one of the things I want to bring to the attention of our listeners also is the properties that Mrs. Mosby purchased. They were in Florida. She purchased those apartments, I mean, that house, so that her daughters would be safe. She has two little daughters, and she was receiving death threats. Now, there's not too many mothers that would not protect their own children from death threats being called on that telephone. And so the problem that I see is that Florida's not bringing any charges against Ms. Mosby. It's Maryland. So it tells me something doesn't smell right. If we purchase a property— in Florida, why would Maryland be concerned about the paperwork if Florida okayed the paperwork? Right. And hold that thought right there, Smitty, because we're just out of time, because uh, uh, all the folks who were there wanted to speak to you, Brother Zaki, there was still some bunch of folks wanted to talk to you, but we're just a flat out of time, family. How can they reach you, Brother Zaki? They can, um, like I say, go to our website, www.uapo.org, or they can call area code 314 833-4151, or that's our office number, or they can call me directly, area code 
4629. All right, Brother Zaki, thank you. Thank you for the work you're doing, St. Louis, and thank you for the information that you shared with us this morning. And you can tell from the folks a lot of people wanted to talk to you, and hopefully they'll hook up with you, uh, you know, either by the phone or online as well. But we f- we thank you, and we got to run because we're running late. Thank you bro- again, Brother right. Zaki. Thank you, Carl. God bless. All right. Family, we got, we're out of here. Stay strong, stay positive, please stay healthy. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock, right here in Baltimore on 1010 WOLB. If you're in the DMV, we're on FM 95.9 and AM 1450. WOL, where information is power.